So you brought home Chick-fil-A. <clears throat> I brought home Chick-fil-A. And, uh, you know, so we, had, we ate it kind of a little bit staggered because the kid was asleep when I got home. You and your wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was like with the kid and then, uh, you know, but we, we, we were together. So we cleaned up the table together. Um, and I got us milkshakes. Just for the listener, we were start, we were doing the pre-podcast thing, and Alex started to tell a story and said that he had intended to save it for the podcast, but was just going to tell it now. And I said, these mics are in front of us, might as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not really Excel-related. It's just like a moment of clarity that I had. I think that we're allowed to... I, I, I don't think it's an Excel podcast. I think this is a... Two I agree. It's hanging you. out and thinking about yeah, things. Yeah. To be... I like... Thank you for saying that. Uh because as always, first I do want to apologize to the audience, but not as a fake out <laughs> apology to you. Uh, to everyone that has liked the podcast and supported it, I feel like I've paid disproportionate attention to the to the haters uh, who haven't loved the tangents. And you know, I think there's a balance to be struck. But I want to like a lot of people like it too. It's just like the five people that have you know made some constructive comments and you got to think about like how these things work in general whenever you like something you just like it like you don't write a fucking long yelp review about yeah like, yeah yeah this place is everyone impresses play dude that matters more no you know the person that wrote a comment i hope they press play again at least to see if we fucking appreciated it and applied it yeah, you know, but i'm sure it doesn't they, matter you know, i'm not sure what they did actually but uh yeah, I feel like the Excel stuff, obviously, it comes up. It's needed context. You can't really understand a conversation between us if you don't understand Excel. You know Fair what enough. I mean? That's yeah. what I, dude, this is such a great product. Just if anyone ever has Excel questions, you can be like, oh, you got a call? No, just should I start filming? Oh, we might as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk while you do that or okay. do you want to cut yeah. this out? I'll give the tech update early this time. Which is that I we have not made the complete transition in video production duties yet, but we're gearing up, dude. And that, that actually brings me to this story that I'm telling, the Chick Fil A epiphany. Um, but we are going to get these up on YouTube, or I, you know, we're getting there, uh, which is why we're still filming. Yeah, and then um, the last one where you were bragging about, uh, you know, how this one's going to be look great. Uh, just the video messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. So the podcast where Alex is announcing his debut is the video guy. It will not, will be not have video. a video. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so did we discover that off there? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> funny. We finished recording. I walked yeah, yeah, over to yeah. the phone. Because I definitely knew the that. Storage yeah, was yeah, full. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool though. And this one will have some, but not all of it on video. Yeah. Yeah, the vast majority. But anyways, yeah, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I got us milkshakes because I'm a good husband and father. Mm -hmm. um, and because that way you get the four drink holder. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Which, otherwise, you have to beg for the two drink holder. And it's like a thing. Uh, I don't like the two drink holder. I'd rather just put them in it. the center console. My console, if you just put two cups in, it's Splash City, dude. What? It's, it, I've, it's hit me like at least 30 times, dude. But finally, I said no more. These dude. foreign car manufacturers. It's fucked up. They don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I do not like the cup holder situation that I'm dealing with. It's bad. 
Should have gone American made. I will next time. We take Actually, care of you. I probably won't. Uh, but uh, so, you know, we got the milkshakes, but no disrespect to Chick fil A. I obviously love it. Um, but I don't love the milkshakes, but I get them a lot. They're Not pretty a lot, good. A lot. I mean, probably one out of five times I get a milkshake. I don't get them that often, but I do like them. Like, Maybe when they got the peach the ones? That was fun. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't had a peach one in a minute. Uh, I've had them. I I had the seasonal mint one, which again was like, it's like a lot of things we talk about, like with addiction. I think there is a delta between my wanting and my liking mechanism. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes yeah. I want something yeah. more than I li- end up liking it. Yeah. Which helped me quit smoking cigarettes, you know, I think. Yeah. Um, but it also happens with the milkshakes, I think. So I got the, us the two milkshakes. My wife probably had half of hers. And I had like two sips of mine, mostly the whipped cream and the, the cherry. Mm-hmm. And then like a few, you know, half-hearted sips. And I was like, I'm not loving this. Uh, so they were left, like they were, that's an interesting use of the passive voice right there. <laughs> they were which, left. Exactly, which gets to like the heart of the dispute. Yeah, because uh, I left some milkshakes. It, well, somebody did. Uh, I mean, I am the one that placed them down for sure. Um, but like I said, we ate staggeredly. Mm-hmm. So I had already eaten my whole meal because I remember being like mental note. I didn't love that. Like coming in and just eating a fast food meal, like alone, like at my kitchen, I've done it before. Like, but I didn't even like have the TV on or anything. It was just like me and my chicken sandwich, you know? And, uh, I was like, yeah, I prefer like the Chick-fil-A eating it with your family atmosphere like this makes me like feel like maybe i don't know that is how the old racist dude that started it intended for you to enjoy (laughs) i fully it was like lonely to eat it alone like i didn't love it like yeah uh they put something in the food it doesn't taste as good if you're not in the nuclear family setting i think that could be although i we've definitely talked off the air about my theory (laughs) uh well dude there are chemicals in the food where there may be a delta between wanting and liking that I notice because I'm alone rather than just like jabbering with my family. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, because I do think we've talked about post McDonald's clarity. That's definitely like the liking isn't hitting as hard as the wanting was. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't experience me. that that much. McDonald's is pretty good. I, dude, I, I experience it almost every time, dude. No. But I, dude, I binge McDonald's. Like, it's, I, when I get it, it's breakfast and I overorder it. I don't like binge binge, but it's like I order more than I eat, uh, which means I ate more than I was hungry for on the way to like hitting the break. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like one McGriddle too many. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, but like, so, okay. So because of the staggered eating, so I ate my, my stuff and then I put it up on like a high counter because the dog will get at it. So I put mm. everything on, ooh, very important fact. Fact, I put everything on a high counter and then- I've lived that lifestyle before and I don't want to go back. What's that lifestyle? The, the having to be cognizant <laughs> of the hungry dog. I don't love it, dude. This is a new development. I think it has to do with the kid maybe. 100%. And, Henry but, developed a hundred percent more 
like not food aggression, but like he's uh, still not to the point where he's like ambition, trying dude. to jump on the table to get it. And like, if he was like, I don't well, know dude, how that would go for him to fast forward Probably for the listener. I try not to yell at my dog anymore. We talked about this right before we started about repairing the relationship with the dog. I, after. I think it would be really stretching the truth for me to say that I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm aware of the pitfalls of yelling at the dog. <laughs> I have not made much progress. I mean, I've done it, but I didn't yell at him for this incident. I yelled at, honestly, my wife. Uh, <laughs> like, and maybe we should have just been like calmly, let's figure out how we stop this from happening. Yeah. But we actually had a new uh, development. It's like he, Hitler just invaded Poland uh -huh. like with our fucking dog, dude. Because I also wonder if it's because he's getting older because I had a dog as a kid that was like pretty, not timid, but he would listen to you a little more. He knew the couch was not for him. And then he like hit double digits. Are you that like, kind of family? We were, yeah. Uh, well, he was a terrier. Ugly so, stuff. No, bro. He, I hear you. Uh, and we got away from it. But when he was a pup. If anyone out there in the listening audience is suffering from this affliction, <laughs> let your dog up on the couch. Dude. I agree, dude. I let my dog. It's a member of the family. The couch, dude. Uh, but. This dog was a terrible. Like, would you take a, one of your kids and be like, you know, I don't know. He, well, dude, this is an Excel podcast. Yeah, fair <laughs> so, enough. Uh, well, so, you shouldn't do that. Well, dude, so my dog had, maybe this is an Excel metaphor, but he was a, a schnauzer. Uh, and he was a miniature schnauzer, but I think we've had drift in the schnauzer community. Like, I think the miniature. What a sentence. Like, yeah, because I've seen people. My dog was considered a small miniature schnauzer as a kid. Okay. And he was like probably 20, 25 pounds maybe. Okay. Uh, but I remember when we got him, he was the last one and he was, he was like the runt of the litter. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I think more of a standard than the, the miniatures are like Paris Hilton dogs now. They're like small because I've had friends that had them and they're tiny as fuck. Uh, they're like as small as my dog was as a pup. But anyway, so they're terriers. So... He, we had to buy carpet samples and like put them under his bed because he would every night dig through his bed so much like in his like getting to bed process. Yeah, he'd, yeah, like, yeah. He'd do it in the linoleum on the this, kitchen. Uh, this carpet's all fucked up. You want to guess why? Yeah, because you don't fucking discipline your dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Is that why? I don't Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, whatever. It's not like so fucked up, but like there's parts I can tell you where he digs at this rug, fucked up the glue and shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, my dog digs at the when on the couch he gets on. Like you can tell that he gets on the couch. It annoys me, um, but I do let him get on. But so Rex, my kid, childhood dog, he mm -hmm. was a motherfucker. So imagine this as an adult, like who has to earn money to buy things. So, like, I mean, because as a kid, I was yeah, like, what's yeah. the big deal, dude? Uh, so we got new furniture, uh, and he dug holes in the cushioning. Oh, no. <laughs> like, so it's like, fuck, dude. Uh, so, I, I guess it's cats, but there's, uh, uh, God, How To, the HBO. Oh, that show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. How To with John Wilson. I've heard that. I think Everyone, the full, I've full heard title that brought it up said it was good yeah i mean i started to call it a comedy show and like that's not what's going on really you know like mm -hmm. it, it's it defies categorization yeah kind of uh, like the life skills podcast but uh yeah the, you know i was kind of bummed because i in my opinion the first episode was a level of quality higher than everything else Damn. and it might have just been like me you know like i was i was real 
real high whenever I watched <laughs> the first episode. Yeah, yeah, And so, yeah. like, it hit me hard. Like, yeah, yeah. just it goes a lot of places, but, like, by the end, like, it's, I don't know, it's some real shit. I would say it's the thing in media that is most analogous to the conversation that we had about uh, our friends from Excel dying. Whoa. So, uh, Holy shit. Wow. you know, so, yeah. So I thought that was it. That's so I was like, all right, the fucking six episodes of this. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, and it was, you know. He does some other things. Do you think it was still good though? I was still happy to watch it. Do you think you'll watch the show again? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, if he makes. Oh, that that episode definitely. Some of them I won't watch again. Okay, okay. But that episode, hundred percent. There are definitely shows where I, the pilot is my favorite episode. But yeah, I, like uh, Friday Night Lights, I, it might be. It's a great first episode. I don't like not every episode that followed. It's yeah, I didn't watch that much of that show. It was like it hit me at the right time in my life. Okay. I think uh, I enjoyed it. I haven't gone back to it though. Um, anyway, you were saying something. Oh, the cat. No, you were something about a cat. Oh, yeah. The, the there's an episode where, uh, like, he's dealing with the fact that he has a cat that just fucks up anything he has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if a piece of furniture enters his apartment, it's going to be useless in like less than a month. I, our cat is kind of like that. Like, I mean, it, he unacceptable. He hits like one arm of every upholstered chair. Like leather, he won't do it to. But if you want to go like you know vegan in your furniture, uh, he's mm -hmm. he's gonna it's gonna cost you, dude. Yeah. Uh, he's only messed my clothes up one time, and it was like because uh, he was my fucking wife's cat, dude. Like it's not like mine. We didn't get it together, dude. I wouldn't. I don't think this, I think it's our How last. old is the cat? At this point, he's fucking old, dude. Yeah. I mean, so he, I think we were dating, but then like, it's not that we took a break. Did you guys live in separate places in Dallas ever? No. Okay. But we did live in separate places in Austin. Sure. Uh, and then I went home for like a while, maybe while she got him or right after. So, uh the cat basically treated me nice and then like when he first was a little kitten and then like a stranger ever since. But again, since the fucking kid has been born, he's, you know, getting much less attention. So in the morning, we're pretty chill now. I turn on the water faucet for him. You know, he lets me pet him. Uh, so that's pretty chill. Uh, but he's, he will fuck up any like you know what i mean by a yeah. I guess technically oh, yeah. all furniture is a poster but you know what i mean like i do understand fabric yeah. like any kind of textured fabric mm -hmm. he's gonna fuck it up one arm he just and we, he has a fucking scratching post but he won't use it yeah i mean you know i've offered to my wife like do you want me to let him slip out one oh, day? oh come on you know, i know and he's uh <laughs> lost all of his front teeth, like at the top, like uh -huh. or the, the sadistic dentist was like, they got to go. And like a few years ago. So he would not do well. He would just go under a bush and die. It would be a death sentence. So take him to a cat dentist. No, we took him to a vet. Uh, and the, I don't think there's cat. Maybe it was a specialist after the vet. The gen, It's like, if you took your kid to a pediatrician and then they're like, the kid needs to see a dentist or something, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, I think we're gonna Dude, I think eventually was, get that message with the, uh, the kid needs to see a dentist. I think they all do. Just the pacifier. Oh, what's the rules on that? Here's a life skill. Here's my rules. Fucking, <laughs> it's better than crying, dude. <laughs> well, just like I don't know. She likes doing it. Like, 
Yeah. At some point, the consequences are going <laughs> to add up. Like, you know, I don't want her to have, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm an adult. I can see the long-term thing of, like, you know, her teeth being fucked up the rest of her life. Do they we seem probably like they shouldn't. But aren't they going to fall out? That's a great point. Um, I would like to do more research on this subject because that is how I initially felt. Yeah. And then the uh, pediatrician seemed to yeah, not. Yeah, but if they're all part of this, that was the major... medical industrial complex, dude, it's like one oh, hand I'm washes well aware the of other, that. dude. I'm know? always fucking on. Uh, but it, it was, I mean, you know, maybe she just does this to all of them and like, uh, you know, has a hit rate that works out fine. But I, I like our pediatrician. I, I don't think that she's generally lying. I like ours too, but here's but my like point. she she walked in and said like oh she uses a pacifier a lot and like she oh, didn't have a pacifier at gotcha, that point okay, like she okay. was looking in well, the mouth and being like but I'm just saying it's yeah, it's yeah. possible that they could just say that every time and then be like holy and shit then that would fucking, be a hustle dude I know right that that, that yeah uh, I know but I don't and, think that she does that I I think no, that she dude. saw something in her mouth that she was like oh she must use the pacifier a lot. It's like permanently moving her jaw or something. That's literally like inherent vice to inherent vice babies. Like, yeah, I know yeah. we bring that movie up on the podcast a lot, but if there That's was a, like child to dentistry pipeline like that, like yeah. medical care to dentistry, that would be insidious. Uh, yeah, dude. Well, if she looked at her mouth and noticed that, and then something's happening, I guess. Uh, That's about, what I'm saying. Your kid's That's, not that old, so yeah. It could just be, and it's like also, I don't know, dude. And here I'm getting a little bit defensive because uh, did you ever have braces? Uh, yeah, dude. The entire time you knew me, it was really. Uh, let's get into that. Can we can we make some space for that? <laughs> of course, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we've got three things we've started that we haven't even come close to finishing. Oh, right, we got Chick Fil A. Yeah. Some about a, the cat. The cat is just the furniture. I think we're done with that. I think we're done with that. The cat lives on, dude. And then you were meant to. You you were asking me if I got braces for a reason. Bra braces. Oh, I was just saying. Uh, I never had them. So, and I remember my dentist being like, "Well, you're gonna need them. Every kid needs them." And I was just like, "All right," uh, but I don't like the dentist. You know, uh, who does? But uh, I feel like anybody. It's like uh, my doctor doesn't directly make money from, I guess they kind of, the law has tried to like crack down on this. They're not supposed to even get kickbacks from prescribing medicine, but it's like the whole culture is like more medicine, more treatment. It's like, and it's, I'm not saying that's always bad. And it's also like, it can be a signal that is more important than the actual medical value. No, it's very, you know, it, it's very easy to say, we're doing the most to, to get this person in the best position to live life or whatever. You know what I mean? Where, at, and everyone's like, okay, you know, versus like when you're like, let's pump the brakes and do a cost benefit analysis on like, especially your own kid. You know what I mean? It's like, and with the way insurance works anyway, no, you can't really even do that. So it drifts to everybody getting, you know, as much stuff as possible or more stuff, maybe not as much stuff as possible. But like there aren't hard breaks for the doctor. It's difficult like, for me to see the like larger force that would make it so the people were underserved medically. It seems like all of the forces in play are pushing you to be overserved medically. I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I agree. Um, and I'm again like I'm not saying the the benefit the the hard alternative of like a purely market based system like is what we need. Uh, 
I'm, you know, a simple man. So I would love it. I think it's now worth it because we basically have socialized medicine. It just is like inequitably distributed. It's like if you have a job, guess what? You have insurance probably. What does that mean? Depends. Like, and that, and you guess what? You're in the good class of people. And then everyone else, you're going to fucking roll the dice at the urgent care. Uh, yeah, no, if, if, uh, if I had what, like I currently have, uh, through my work and like, it, it would not be taken away if I got fired. Like yeah. that, that's all I want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But that's a pretty good time, plan. I don't use it that much except having the fucking kid, which you know is, is that much. Uh, but it just sucks whenever you have something going on. Like the, the cumul, uh, I now have a doctor, so I guess I get referrals now because I have like a go-to guy. And dude, Zoom changed the game uh, in terms of like you can do a Zoom consult with a real doctor now to get a prescription or a referral. That, mm -hmm. it's like the jig is up, dude. You don't have to fill out four forms. You don't have to sit in three rooms. Like, I mean. Like, I haven't experienced that yet. It was tight, dude. I like, I called in because my knee was fucked up and then got a referral talked to that guy on zoom like it was all on zoom then he was like you need an x-ray so i went and got that and then did another zoom where he like showed me a stretch and then that was i was like i'm you should we can't go back to pre-covid we have to be post-covid dude like yeah I'm, no i i don't think that like the doctors will suddenly be because Dude, Think that about guy how was many like more at his patients lake house, they dude. can see. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He was chilling he hard from dude. his lake house. Yeah, exactly, dude. Dude, call him up. What's he doing? <laughs> I mean, Has I don't. I can't bed? afford to call him up, like unless it's covered. Uh, you yeah, know what I, I mean? So. Uh, no, I just mean socially. I want to chill at his lake house. Dude, I just well, heard lake house. I'm, I'm attracted. I'm drawn to it. I, they. He was like. Are they called like orthopedists? I'll never know. They're the broest doctors. Is my understanding. Okay. So probably the most fun to bro out with. Yeah, like, he was just All like, right, I'm in. Don't do any deep squats for a few weeks, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I won't. Like, although now, thanks to these stretches and others, I can do them. I've been doing body weight squats. <laughs> yeah, I don't know time, why you were laughable. acting like uh, that's something that someone doesn't need to say to you because they clearly do. Well, now, yeah. But of all the people I know like, who was like, got the, you know, planned out my deep squats. That's what I was doing when you texted me when you were like, do the morning as you wish. I was, I was mid deep squat stretch uh and i was like i think i will you know yeah uh, it, was, it was nice i did the next leg and then i got on up came over here <clears throat> nice uh it was nice yeah but the past year has been such a eventually i gotta like figure out how to explain how significant i think like the mind body connection reconnection has been for me yeah uh, but it's been amazing dude i think it's a huge part of the journey home uh you know from whatever you're you're journeying from a certain, a certain kind of uh meditation you know for like, sure dude just the, the the entire experience of the last year of just like you know having less contact uh it puts you you know by yourself with your own mind more mm -hmm. and yeah i would hope that we've all gotten something out of that i feel like i have yeah i definitely also have and i hope that everyone has I get the sense that some people, you know, it's been mixed for some people. Yeah, no, and the people that got too much of it, I certainly feel for. Like if you, you know, if yeah. you lived by yourself in an apartment and didn't have like, you know, family in town. Yeah. Uh, then I would assume that it was enough of a 
time alone with your mind that it was counterproductive and probably fairly painful. Bro, I'm not going to give any details. I'm not trying to blow up anybody's spot. I think maybe he'll eventually hear this. If so, shout out. But one of my boys recently, I don't, it's not like it was like an objectifying, you know, exchange or whatever. Hit up the group text. He had sex. Big up, dude. I specifically told him, big up on having post-COVID sex, dude. You nice. Know? It's like, I don't know if he had sex during COVID. I think he probably did, you know, but not, you know, regular level, I think. Just I less know. guilt associated now. I would. Well, hopefully. I don't know that he's got guilt. Well, I'm so saying if you like every time I had a social interaction with someone pre-vaccine, oh, yeah, some yeah, amount yeah, of it yeah, was yeah. like I, I thought know because he had sex. I was like, no, you know, just the, he's the level of openly guilt. defying Dr. Fauci. Well, he had. A, he, I don't feel dude, good this about letting Dr. Vaccine. Fauci dude, done. You would down. never, dude. I would block the whole group text if an unvaccinated person said they had sex. I unless they followed the guidelines that New York City issued. Yeah, you know, I remember that that day online uh hey, should guidelines know. about having sex something about that yeah do you remember that i remember no. people it seemed to me that like the office of health and safety designed it to i mean be, it's like, probably a, a good a little bit viral dude yeah know? so it was like hit it from the back basically like fucking it's still okay to eat ass like you know what i mean it's like does the government need to say that i mean i guess yeah you know use some guidance uh, yeah 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 so but it went like I saw it a good enough that I remember it. It's not like I follow the New York Department of Health and Services or whatever. Um, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not opposed to it, but my friend got was vaccinated. So I think, you know, I, maybe he didn't need us. I don't know. But I do, at first I rolled my eyes at getting that text, you know, a little bit at this old age. But I was like, dude, this is the group text. Uh, you know, so I specifically... Uh, hit him right back and i was like big up you know on just contextually uh you know i'm sure it was awesome good uh, for him yeah, yeah 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 so big up if if he hears this okay congratulations again uh anyway dude braces you want to spin that out yeah so uh you know i had uh i had forget i had an underbite my lower jaw was too far forward like really? it wasn't like relatively it's not like it was uh like in front of my upper teeth or something like i, I wasn't a freak yeah i don't <laughs> remember you being like marlon brando but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh they just wished that it was a little farther back you know and like did it actually need to be or was this guy just trying to get his like house exactly dude i know but you know i'm or well get aware. a little trip sponsored by the braces association or whatever yeah you know um but this wasn't a time in my life where i was making the call yeah yeah, yeah. so uh the parents were persuaded by whatever argument he's making really and um so eighth grade got the got the braces put on at the time they were put on they were like this is going to be a year okay and did they give you the excel fucking shuffle dude well i had them in my mouth when i got sent away oh shit yeah so what happens with that because I, I mean, dude, the glasses I didn't tell you. get updated like super frequently. I remember. <laughs> no, <that>. like, <laughs> I did get new glasses at least once or twice while I was there. Uh, and so I was getting them adjusted. I mean, once so a month or less. You have to get less. them adjusted. 
before I got sent there, I was going to the orthodontist like once a month or less, like or or like or more frequently. At least once a month. Yeah, if yeah. Not more frequently. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I was going all the time. Yeah. And when I'd been there for like a couple weeks, I was like, "So what are we gonna do about this? <laughs> like, do I have to wait six months to <laughs> get my braces adjusted? Yeah. I think that's gonna fuck up my mouth." Yeah. And someone. At the time, whenever I'm asking those questions, was like, no, of course not. That would be barbaric. Okay. And then they made me wait for six months to get my braces Damn. adjusted. Like, they just didn't address it past that. Like, I would bring it up. Like, I would, I would ask Dino, and he'd be like, Dino, well. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so uh, it was like a day or two after I'd been there for six months. Like, Damn, it was clearly. Dude. So what was the mechanism for it to finally happen? That I had been there for six months. Like, I didn't ask about it again or whatever. I think so they that were just they, like, Fleming, braces time. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, dude. That's um, messed up. And uh, so, like I said, they told me I would have them for a year. Uh, I Fuck. got them removed like a week before I left. Fuck. So I just had, I had braces for five years. Whatever they said it was going to be one. And I don't know for sure why, but I assume six months without adjustments is a major factor. I'm sure that doesn't help. Yeah, like I bet it created problems in my mouth that weren't there before that they then had to spend several years on doing. Yeah. Although, okay, it could have been, could have been alternative hypothesis. My brain is doing this. Do you even want to hear it, dude? Not it's, really, but go ahead. It's more about that mindset. At this point, I'm curious. The like medicine industrial complex mindset. Like if you're not woke to it so i wanted to know like it was it's always like my thing dude. partly that like uh the conroe people were like you know oh we can get our little piece of this right? too or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i brought that up at do you some remember point when that doctor would come through sometimes yeah i do were you there when the virus came through uh, people got sick there a lot no like the whole the big time the whole school was laid out for like days i mean that happened more than once Really? I, I only remember one from mine. Like, literally, we canceled school. And everyone just, like, slept in the dorm. Like, it was in the big dorm. So you you definitely might have been there. Oh, if it was in the big dorm, then I Yeah, I was there before the okay. big dorm got built. Dude, that was fucking wild, dude. I think we got MK Ultra during that time. I don't think I got sick. Really? Dude, yeah. definitely Parker was there. Because I remember, like, we were doing... You think Parker was there for the big dorm? Was he not? I don't know. I, I mean, I've previously struggled with knowing when Parker was there or not there on this podcast. Par Parker was in my graduating class, which would make it 2002. I think that's when he left. It was yeah. Big Dorm built. I think it was like newly built. Yeah, because we watched Spider-Man in, uh, in the Big Dorm days. I remember waking up okay. in the Big Dorm on the day we went to watch Spider-Man maybe. Okay, yeah. Or maybe we watched a different... Like, I think Parker was there in the early days of the big dorm okay okay so we i don't think we've mentioned to the listener i think maybe you alluded to how much we prayed when i was like it, it was bad that they got rid of the morning prayer part and you were like we prayed fucking 30 times a day uh like before every meal before school uh we would all get in a circle around the main room in the school uh, for most of my time there at least boy i entirely forgot about that we would like at first we held we hands we did do that yeah and we would either say our father or the serenity prayer yeah usually uh, yeah no there's a the hand there was a actually. rotation of prayers uh they would usually like ask someone ask a kid to lead it but you only could pick from could, among like, yeah, three. yeah it wasn't yeah. like a freestyle like thank you god for bringing it like it was, yeah. it was just like hit 
hit shuffle uh, on the iPod mini yeah. or whatever, you know. Were there another one? Like, so we had Our Father, Serenity Prayer. Was there a third? There was. What was it? I don't know. Holy shit, dude. But I'm positive there was. I'm not positive. I am. Hold on. I just want to like ask my brain to think about this. We had Serenity Prayer, mm-hmm. Our Father. I mean, there's something else from the big book. There's a, I'm not St. Francis. That's t- too Could long. have been. I don't have that memorized, dude. Not even close. It's not like we said how it works. But you you agree with me that there was a third. No, I don't. Not net, but oh. I don't. I assert that there was only two. I'm agnostic. Okay. Shout it out if you know, if you're hearing this. Uh, yeah. No, I... I what the fuck I would it be? I had a lunch with a, a student who was... He was just remembering everything much better than us. And was like <laughs> running down the list of like... Visits were 12 to 5 on Saturdays, 10 to 3 on Sundays. How do you guys not know this? Holy shit. And he's right. It was. I mean, Whenever when I heard it, that, I was like, like that, yeah. That adds up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's right. Yeah. That's um, funny. So, you know, he probably remembers the third prayer. Uh, but yeah, so I at one point I went to my parents. I was like, I think these Conroe doctors are fucking y'all. Like, let's yeah, get yeah, these braces yeah. out of my mouth. And uh, they explained to me that the Conroe doctors did not receive extra payment. Like, the, the braces was an upfront like you give the braces guy an amount of money and he gives you braces no matter how long it takes so who's paying for the fucking adjustments i mean like it's part of the initial thing like he worked out you know whatever thing with them i don't know doesn't add up to me i mean that's what they were you they're know. probably billing your insurance and your parents aren't taking a hit or something I guess that's possible. All right, you're running a dental clinic in Conroe. i'm just saying that the, up, the a kid thing shows that... up you're like get in line it's free no. I don't even get my glasses adjusted at some other place. You know, I, I feel like I have to go to the store. Where I'm I- just letting you know that the theory that you uh, were on, I I was also on that theory, and I talked to the people who were paying the money, and they, they said that they it was They told that you they weren't water. paying the money, dude. So my question is still, who was paying the Conroe adjuster? I just bet that the... They, that guy's got to pay his hygienist and shit. If, He's got if, if the way that the braces work, like what they were informing us, the braces about- game in general is that you pay an upfront fee. So probably he just transferred the thing, but he transferred it in the exact same way of like, you know, I've done uh, 60% of this braces work. So I am owed 60% of this initial thing that they gave up. You're going to do the remaining 40%. So I'm going to forward you... 40% of what they paid me for this initial thing. And now you will have the obligation that I agreed to. That to me sounds like it would just immediately descend into a nightmare of fucking looking at each other's books and shit versus like, if you just have it set up, you have dental insurance or something. I don't know how this works enough. Does, is any of this covered by insurance? We don't know. I would assume it is. I mean, See, you know, once that's the case. The good people at Ford are trying to take care of their employees. Exactly, dude. So it could be that your parents had an upfront copay, and at that dentist, it was all considered part of the same package. And so as a result, it's like the code of the orthodontists where the industry standard is that those aren't out of pocket for the patient. So they just go right to the insurance company the same way like eye examinations. Because I, as part of this whole process, had a permanent bottom retainer installed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's still in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, So if you were to go do it now, would you be like, hit the guy who put this in 15 years ago? I did. And what did they say? They said, maybe. 
<laughs> I mean, this is a whole new world to me. So, like, I, I, like, they told me like it's gonna be this much, and I was like, no, why is no, it anything? I, don't think so, I had dude. a fucking agreement that the, that yeah, I would have a yeah, permanent yeah. retainer that worked. Yeah, yeah, you know, like if you'd done the work right, we right. fucking wouldn't be so here. There's an implied warranty of, and life so they, it was like half. Like they were like, okay, I understand the point you're making, and yeah. I will charge you less. So that makes sense, but you still pay it. Whereas you, it sounds like your parents weren't paying at all. But this was, I mean, it's like you're talking what about, this was is, a claim. Like the guy had, like the guy cashed out and like doesn't do orthodontics anymore. Right, right, right. He sold like all, like his business was transferred like to a mint orthodontics branch. Sure. So a branch of a large, you know, larger entity that I then like went to their office and was like, yo, this guy <laughs> so installed the, the thing mint, in my mouth. You yeah. went to the mint that was like near that his, his office, practice? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they opened one near his office and like bought out his clients. Yeah, okay. And so, uh, you know, I was like, well, whenever you bought out his clients, you created an obligation to fucking finish the work this guy started. Right. And you they that respected goes? that claim enough to reduce the price of the thing. Where so you, you, I'm saying that's a very tenuous. Like he installed it in like 2008. Yeah. When hold on, I'm you use some up. pronouns that aren't clear yet. You said they respect so mint. Mint. Were, were they? Were these both mint franchises? That you no, were with? he was just the dude who was an orthodontist that ran his orthodontist. And that practice. got bought out by mint. Yes. And then the first place that build you have is that a mint place? Yeah. The I mean, there's no. What do you mean by first place? This is all. Oh, this all happened at one place. Yeah. So well, I mean, like the, when was, whenever he was an orthodontist that was still working and had a you know practice by himself. Right. He installed a retainer. Everyone knows that part. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's good to start from there. I am being dumb, so keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you're being dumb. I think I'm just, I might be. I've, it was I unclear I what, what the confusion was, so I just I've created to start it. So we might as well fucking only way. No way around it, dude. We got to go through it. So, I, I mean, I, I guess I was in my apartment on Ross when all this happened. So, 2012, he installed okay. a retainer. Okay. Uh, this year, this, okay, I went to the Mint and was like, based on this nine-year-old claim I have. Y'all bought this dude out. You should respect his... and not, ba not make me pay for this. That and makes they sense. were like, we do respect it enough to discount the rate. So, I'm saying... That if okay, okay. with a nine year gap, they're still honoring the initial contract. This is the dumbest so, episode we've ever done. No, it's good. <laughs> uh, and so it was one where it's like still hot. Yeah. You know, like he saw my teeth a couple of weeks before I got sent away. I'm going to this new place. Like, so the idea that then this initial contract thing that they were still like somewhat respectful of in a nine year yeah, gap. The analogy is flawed. Dude, to jump to the fucking if you think this is dragging the pod down i'm, I'm just jump trying to, to let you know how orthodontics uh economics work so you're trying i believe you, i agree that you're trying you can you can either learn it or you can't i you know, agree with that accept the knowledge i know what not. side of the spectrum i'm still on because there's so many okay dude that's con there's continuity of treatment there there's been you know what the law would say like a successorship situation between the independent practice and mint dentistry so first of all there's probably a corporate office looking at this Second of all, they only said take half off, even with the continuity, but albeit a nine-year gap, not, you know, a six-month or whatever. But in the Excel situation, there's a geographical disruption, and the person in Conroe did not buy your dentist in Plano. So it still is like, even with the mint situation, 
I still feel like it, we haven't ruled out the possibility. Well, getting paid half is better than getting paid nothing. They might get so few people that are like, what the fuck? That they're like, all right, we give them half off. You know, like they may still, I don't know what the margins are. Uh, you know, they seem like they'd be high, but who fucking knows? And that like is with continuity of the obligation. So I think you have established that in the culture of orthodontistry, there is like a long-term maintenance kind of prepaid maintenance plan built in it sounds like but the question is like when you move that orthodontist in your new city has to get paid for doing the adjustments and it's like imagine getting that out of mint like if if you call the mint that bought that guy and you're like my kid's out of boarding school in conroe y'all have to kick up like they'd be like well y'all shouldn't have fucking waited six months like probably you would think they would have like a claim specialist like if the culture were that involved, like you know what I'm saying? Like I uh I have uh zero emotional investment in defending the business practices I just of feel like the Conroe I'm or not the Donna's office. Were liars, dude. I just I just feel like I I had some information that uh you know would uh It's like a moral hazard. Shed some light. I think on, it's a moral hazard, dude. The the fact you we did shed light. It's like, dude, this is the kind of thing where I think Life Skills Podcast is for everybody because you have to be like aware of your own blind spots and that especially when you are dispensing advice from which you may profit. Like as a lawyer, you have to think about that a lot. It's one of my problems with the billable hour model. Mm -hmm. I think billable hours work at times. But like if you're a lawyer and you're like, well, what I recommend is we do an audit that will take, you know, two lawyers, 100 hours each. And then six months of like, we'll have to interview people for, you know, or like whatever. Versus like, this is probably okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you might get a boat that year. Like, and you're within- I want a the, boat. Exactly, dude. But you don't have to think that. Your brain will hide that from you and convince you that the virtuous thing happens to be the most- And like, if it's a legitimate 50-50. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's no way exactly. that you're being For like, sure. well, I'm going to go on the side of the 50. Person. It doesn't give me a I'm a, a good person. Yeah. Like, so I try. And it, that's like- what we were saying, like with medical care in general, like you're, it's always signaling. So you're like, well, surely they want the the best thing, the most, you know, cautious thing. Like with lawyers, people are much more willing to be like, all right, buddy. But with medical care, you know what I mean? Like it's much Yeah, but harder. here's what I can say confidently, you know, I mean, I guess I already did say it, but just like, you know, that I, I, I had these concerns. I floated them, the people who know more about this than either of us. Yeah. Who still did not know everything and could have a flawed understanding, certainly. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the most full picture we're going to be able to present. For sure, dude. I it's just like the people who are in more of a position to know than us, or they just did not think that those concerns were valid. But they could be wrong. They weren't having to pay, so they didn't care. But like, I'll give you an example of how it matters more. This actually happened to me. So there's no harm. So probably you liked getting your braces adjusted, notwithstanding any physical discomfort, because it was a trip out of Excel. Like, if anything, let's talk about that more. But yeah, okay. You want to talk about No, that? you're in the middle of telling a story. Okay, well, I'll, yeah. So this is why I think it matters much more. So um, this is actually our friend Lee that we talked about. Mm -hmm. He tried to bully me for this. He thought it was like an insecurity I had, but it wasn't. That's why like the example is, is pretty good here. So like there were kids at Excel that had like full-on cystic acne. Yeah. Uh, and they were on, they got put on Accutane. Yeah, there was like a go-to uh, dermatologist office in the woodlands that yeah. every Excel kid went to, and this dude—not every—I didn't. I didn't ever went to a dermatologist. Maybe if you're 
Well, if you went to a dermatologist, okay, yeah, you went to this hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's all. That's true of all medical. Yeah, there was like go tos. Yeah, yeah. I guess if maybe if your parents made a fuss, their insurance was fucked up or something, or like if you were from the woodlands. (coughs) Yeah. Although I would bet that they would strongly. Yeah, because deny the ability to do that. They preferred people who they knew were kind of cool with the whole culture and the and just the idea of like you doing anything from your old life. Like mm-hmm. that we're gonna let you keep going to your dentist? Fuck no! We're you trying could, to run a cult here. Friend at your dentist? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think the the guy who uh, lost the scholarship and told me about Aquatine, <laughs> it was one of those things. Like, it was one of the large category of things where you knew they were mad at someone, but like they didn't want to tell you exactly why because the details would be embarrassing to them. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that he got in trouble for like communicating with a friend at a doctor's office. There you go. Like that he like like the doctor like left an open computer terminal. Whoa, okay. And Respect. he was like, "Yo, let me fucking email my buddy." That's funny, dude. Yeah, because he wasn't from Houston. But it's not like the doctor. I, I liked the doctor's office we went to. They had Super Nintendo in the lobby. Really? Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. You play all the time. Yeah. How? I mean, because I would be. For, I went. I accompanied doctor's trips all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I'd rip a few levels of Super Mario. I don't World. recall that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a whole TV setup with. He might have had N sixty four and Mario Kart like towards the end too. Wow. It was a, it was pretty good, but he would do on site visits sometimes. Like during like the plague day, like all I remember is like Parker and I during morning prayer. I like basically he caught me like my knees gave out like and we both were kind of leaning on wow. each other like okay uh, and they were like Miss Nancy was like oh oh my god go back to bed we can I'll call we have to because there was like enough of that going on like we were like Walking Dead people dude it was nuts yeah and we like slept in the dorms all the lights off for like days that's why I still don't like egg rolls dude because I threw up the first night. And we had just gotten egg rolls because they were starting to expand the menu. And I was like, well, there goes those, dude. I I, uh, couldn't do fried shrimp for a long time. Because because of Excel? Excel. Like, just I got sick the next uh, It was one of those times. I might, it might be the one you're talking about. I don't think you and Shellfish are meant to be, dude. It was a leftovers thing. So they would have certainly put out fried, like the egg rolls for the leftovers. It might have been a leftovers night, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll hit these up. We were having leftovers. It was it was a good leftovers spread. It was a spread. great leftovers spread, dude. Uh, and it was it was whatever we had just, the, the dude uh, gotten, it, there was a dude's dad who like worked in like. Food service, right. Yeah. And I so forgot he, about that. He, he gifted us a deep fryer. I remember the card. We all had to write thank you cards to him. <sighs> I'll write fucking five if I need to. I remember exactly what I wrote to him. Yeah, because I was pretty. I thought I was being funny, dude. You've changed I'd, my life. I shadowed a visit. I think of that kid. Okay, I definitely yeah. went on to. I remember. I was like, "Thank you for the air fryer. We have been enjoying it. We would fry our water if it were possible to do that. Like, because we were just throwing." It was Everything. such an exciting Everything. era of experimentation. Dude, like it, the kids who the kids who ran the kitchen who knew what the they fuck were they were doing. Off, dude. They were like, finally, like I've yeah. been given my fucking paints. Do you remember uh, the Entourage episode where they like they smoke a bunch of weed and they're at Ari's daughter's bat mitzvah? Yeah, and they like finally find the spread. Like turtle and drama are yeah. hungry. Yeah, and they find like a kid's birthday party or something. Or uh-huh. something. Like I don't know. They wander back. That's what that night of like leftovers was like. It was like all good, and it was like a smorgasbord. And That's why was, I was. I and remember it was a Sunday, and we watched the uh, Rush Hour was on TV. Oh, nice! Yeah, dude. we were watching Beautiful. Rush Hour. It's like the best Excel night possible, dude. 
it, you know, I mean, it was, it's, it's real, like anytime you were there, you had a sense of when things were too good. Do you have correction speak, was coming? Yeah, dude. Speaking of, first of all, that was me with the egg rolls. I, I, I was way too like, everybody's having a good time. Yeah. I'll, I, cause I hadn't tried them yet. Yeah. I was like, I don't like egg rolls. Like I didn't, I didn't really consume them in my life really. Uh-huh. Uh, That's too bad. I love egg rolls. I'll have every now and then. I'll have one probably like. I mean, as a kid, quarter. I was a big enthusiast. The, these were now my first like, like as yeah. a kid egg rolls. I think. Yeah. There was like. And our family does it uh, Portuguese style, where it's like heavy on the meats. It's delicious. That's nice. I yeah. prefer that. I would think. Yeah. Uh, I like dumplings more than egg rolls. Like at the oh, local I mean, dumpling place. I like dumplings more than just about anything they make. Really? I love dumplings. Dude, have you had the like the place by me? I don't think I've had a place by dude, you. Dude, I I offended Let's them do it. so bad, dude. Because I thought I was making common co- i shouldn't even say this on the air dude i like it's i like yeah i it's a great place it's good we should hit it up dude. jang chi and kieran court are the two uh two big faves for me i'm not familiar with either of them or well, kieran court that was a little go. bit of a bell they're both in richardson yeah dude we should oh they're in richardson that's kind of far dude it's not that far okay they're in the close part of richardson okay, okay. they're like directly off 75 dude we should what do you think about doing casts from a restaurant uh, i mean I, I have recorded a podcast in a restaurant before they tell you like not to do depositions don't ever let someone eat like because you look like shit on the video so i i wonder but you know i think it could be i don't know i it was thinking dude there's seems a- like a complication that's not going to add anything. <laughs> there's a, a cheesesteak place by my house dude okay all right now like, now i'm on board since you know one of our faithful commenters dude, made the point that there's the- not a ton of cheesesteak content in that episode dude i was like we could double it back and really double down on cheesesteak content the fucking uh place the we were for a second there able to easily DoorDash cheesesteaks and they didn't eliminate the restaurant. They just that restaurant eliminated it from the menu. Oh shit. And it's terrible. Damn. I mean, like we adjusted and we just went to Texadelphia, which is good. Well, dude, speaking of, I was about I didn't want to interrupt, but I now will. Go for it. I don't think I've ever told you this. I associate you with Texadelphia. <laughs> me yeah 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 i mean i had had it before yeah dude you were fucking snapping on on <laughs> yeah, yeah dude like uh because what's you, up you know as we've definitely talked about i don't like i a, mean all that makes sense but i don't have dude, any like, specific memories of were it. like part of the, the new kitchen era like they were like probably the flagship meal of like everyone fucking loves them and they didn't make those in the fryer but like it's all yeah, tied yeah, yeah. together it's a time of explosion you know it was a, a, the great leap forward like i yeah 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 exactly a culinary great leap forward of like the rutgers food trucks like that's basically you know about that <laughs> yeah. culture uh like, i don't know anything they, about like, rutgers i would think they would on like a game day or something probably a, you're okay. about to clown me that they don't get game day coverage or whatever but it's like part of the uh, the local... football team has traditionally struggled. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's part of the like New Brunswick culture. There, these. And then you got up for just a second, only to come crashing back down in the most tragic possible way. So, does that involve a guy shooting someone? Uh, it, just Ray Rice was the most he most notable Rutgers lady. player, and then yeah, he was yeah. caught on tape. Uh, yeah. just fucking knocking out. We're against that here on Life Skills. Deeply so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That conflicted me. Like, <laughs> you were like, yeah. I don't like it, but he does have association with New Jersey. We well, yeah, okay. It didn't conflict me, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not conflicted about being okay. against that. I hope Drop he's turned his life conflict. around. Like, I don't know if he has or I not. I think that he did. Like, 
I hope the lady's okay, first of all. I guess that's the first of all. I think that they stayed together and that, like, mm. he had some, like, real heartfelt, like, I, I don't think I he's done so, it again. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, there has to be room in life for people who do horrendous things to be better than their worst moment ever. And hopefully that's one of his worst moments ever. Like, I don't know this guy. I'm not conflicted about any of that. I do just remember being like, that fucking sucks for Rutgers. <laughs> like, basically. Yeah. Like, now, my recollection is that there's, like, there's clearly scumbags who play sports. And, like, everyone knows who well, they are. Well, a lot are. of them are CTE'd out, too. And then there's guys who, you know, like, more or less lead a decent life and make a really bad mistake that is entirely unacceptable and should suffer consequences as a result. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think he's kind of more in the second one. Well, I agree, except I, I agree but that's why you got to watch yourself. And it wasn't do, Ray Carruth or something. Like, I don't know how, I'm not going to tar the whole world with one brush, but that's I good. doubt you get to middle age and have your first rage incident. You know, like it's hard to have your first rage incident in middle age. You yeah. But what, what if I mean? the previous ones were like you getting in a fight with your male friend? I don't know, dude. Like, it's not that big a deal. I bet I mean, he good, has but... been. Maybe I shouldn't. Like, maybe I'm telling on myself. I've never hit a woman, uh, but I've felt the urge to hit someone. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like if you've ever felt that, which I think is everyone, every dude definitely has. I don't know if it's like a testosterone thing though. That's what I'm saying. I mostly don't want to like say every woman. I don't really to, ever like, feel like hitting people, but dude, you. Definitely. Well, okay. You've never, I've, dude, I've seen you pretty mad over the waffles, dude. You were like, like, I mean, no, I'm, my, like, I just, I just want to yell and belittle. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess everyone's variety is different. And maybe and like, that's a problem. There are guys you know, who get like, to uh, midlife. Is it knocked up? Whatever uh, Leslie Mann's like, you think because you, you, you don't yell. Right, you're right. Yeah. Not that's an asshole, a very, but you are. Yeah, dude. No one should have let women see that movie. That's, dude. I, <laughs> that's been echoing in the head of every significant other I've ever had. And coming yeah. out of their fucking mouths. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, so I understand the point. You know, correct. Like, First correct. of all, you can't say that. And then also pop sometimes in the same conversation, say that I'm yelling. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like either yeah, I do yeah, or do not. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. No, lots of lots of times where yeah, I'm I'm talking like an asshole, but it's in a regular volume. Like, why are you and yelling? They say, don't and I'm yell, like, I'm not. And I'm you like, just don't like the content of what we I'm can saying. figure out yelling if you, you know. need. You want to hear yelling? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're yeah, bad people, know, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to try to get better and watch it and learn from your like your issues. I am trying. Like, that's what I'm saying, dude. I mean. So if you've hit a woman or ever come close, you have to meditate, dude. It's like, I'm pretty ironclad on that. Because I think, was it you or did I just hear this on a podcast where someone was like, it does seem like the people that are the biggest proponents of meditation are just people, who, middle-aged people who used to be huge assholes. I certainly and didn't like, say that. It's like all Alec Baldwin's, you know, like he loves meditation now. Maybe that's like that's the discussion good. of where I heard it. But it's like, well, who else fucking needs it, dude? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a good thing. Like, so hopefully Ray Rice has joined the ranks of like former ragers who now meditate and rage less. I bet you so. Know? I, I, dude, there's plenty of room in the pool. I hope he's in it. Uh, anyway, I forgot where. We, oh, dude, I do want to finish this loop because it kind of, dude, the brace is getting tightened. It's like you have to make a very tenuous Sopranos, like the taxpayer suffers from the HUD scam 
kind of uh, argument, like who's suffering if your orthodontist is like, yes, he needs adjustments every month instead of every six weeks and your insurance premium goes up like 50 bucks that year, as does a thousand other people's in your fucking network or whatever. You know, that's not what I'm saying. That is something that somebody wonkier than me should fucking figure out. And I am definitely- Well, what are you saying? Well, there's two things. So one, this is fucking hilarious. So I had a, one of my first cases as a labor lawyer involved uh, like a dispute under a medical plan because in it, this was unclear. It was a very gray who's motivated by what, but in the law that can fucking matter. Uh, it ended up like nothing really happened, but there was a work site, not even at the whole company, but like a group of dudes who were just getting massages like two times a week. And it's like, they weren't coal miners. Uh, they were like, I don't know, fucking electricians or something. But there was like a massage clinic. These, it's not wishy-washy. It was like a legit massage clinic that was billing the insurance like $800 a massage. And, these got, and then using their ability to prescribe to be like, yeah, you need massages two times a week, dude. Your back's fucked up. Uh, and what no one could ever figure out was like, where's the kickback? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is fucking New Jersey, by the way. Like, where the fuck is the kickback? Yeah. But like, like, and I was the lowest on the totem pole. So it's just everyone just threw medical records at me. It was like, figure something the fuck out. And I did find an article in like Claim Analyst Monthly that was like, massage clinic, you got to watch them. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's a CD industry, even when it's like run by doctors or whatever. But it ended with being like, this is where like people don't understand. I think sometimes there's like a caricature. So much of being a corporate lawyer is just being like, leave it. Just leave it alone, dude. It's not worth it. Like, hold your nose. I know it, it rankles a little bit to know these guys are getting like so many massages. You know what I mean? But it's like funny how few things, like, you know what I mean? It's just like an interesting little thing that came up. So I am thinking about that. But then also, personally, I went to that dermatologist to get a mole removed. And I had like, I would say, I could not have been in a commercial to be a before kid for acne. Maybe if they wanted it to be like, we got in trouble because the last before kid, his acne looked too bad. The after was became misleading. You know what I mean? Like, I guess we need like a moderate. That's a weird thing to think about. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to like not big up myself as if I had like crystal clear porcelain skin. Uh -huh. I had like, but I never wanted Accutane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like you knew me. Do you recall me as being like acne ridden? I guess you can say yes. Uh, more than you do me. now, but not a noticeable amount. Not in the yeah, top 10% yeah. of worst kids there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I think, I don't know if you were even there for it. I feel like I had like a year where I had like, regular teenage guy. it was hard because like it was the case that like i got there and acne became much worse not so that was like an excel to urban, what you're talking about legend, you know like, every kid was like my acne i broke out when i got here i what do you think was you think it was just the fried fish <laughs> i mean so i like it's it's an interesting one because there's like so many obvious factors that jump out of yeah. like one i uh, i got more acne as a 15 year old Right, right, right. The way that every single other human on the planet does. Right. Uh, but two, like, there's probably a stress component. 
Okay. And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a stressful situation. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you'd have some kind of reaction. I think that on average, as we talked about before, it was kind of a dirty place. <laughs> yeah, like, I suppose. I mean, we showered every day. Yeah, but we haven't talked about the showers yet, have we? I mean, I think we've mentioned them, but I, we haven't done like when shower I got content. there. It was three minutes. Holy shit! Really? Three, uh, at most four. I know because whenever they moved to the shower facility, uh, they like upped it to seven, and it was like the biggest. It was paradise, dude. The more I hear from you, I don't know if I just rose tint my Excel life. I feel like I kind of like. When you talk about how Excel was for you as like a younger kid, especially when I was with the college program kids, but I think maybe even a little bit before it, I feel like, uh, and, and Quonset Hut culture was a little bit like this too. Um, that part in Goodfellas when they're in jail, but it's chill, but you yeah. can't like see women. That's like really what it was like. It was like, we got rush hour on the laptop, dude. We have cheesesteaks. I like you guys. We can do push-ups. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that bad, except like Jamie comes in like every three days. Like, there were times <laughs> where what you're talking about is true, but it's not the I mean, majority I'd, of my stay. I'd rather not be there. Minority. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I felt whenever like I was sometimes. in the OG dorm, you know, life is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I, you got, you got to do a little bit of your own food kind of situation. Yeah, like I could wake up and make myself French toast on Saturdays, Ooh, and I that's did. nice. Uh, we didn't have too much of like cooking your own food. Yeah, like I mean the, it was just like Saturdays at the OG dorm. Like they would bring enough food forever. Like they would have a lot of uh, like delicious burgers. Like where they would just bring a ton of meat and seasonings, and like I was gonna say, I mean Lee I, would be making some. I take and, the like, opportunity. One, you can have it. Wait, sorry, what were you saying? I cut you off. No, just like the Lee's making burgers, and it's like, who wants one? That you know? rules, dude. Yeah. And I, I bet I do take the opportunities when it occurs to me. It doesn't happen all the time. I don't like fight back the urge to give compliments to the staff of Excel. But they were capable of having the good parts of emotions, too, at times. Sure. another way of saying they were human at times. And I bet they felt really good to see you guys. Like, I bet sometimes they came up. You know, Dino came up, Christy came up. Got I bet that Dino liked the experience of the OG dorm as much or more. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, like I, it did finally feel like it, it yeah, was they like. They loved that shit. When you yeah. were describing that, I was like, they must have fucking loved seeing you guys like, you know, joking, cutting I mean, it like up a I little bit. I mean, like I told you the thing about the ring, you know, like that was a big night for Dino. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it was for me too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it, Dino had like. A robust group of friends because the know, the og the dorm time. was well, like dino's thing time. oh wow okay okay yeah like he he was the he staff was member always okay up okay, there okay. and that it was sense. like it was the kids in his orbit you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah interesting yeah that's nice man yeah uh but yeah I, the whole reason i brought that up was i don't really remember three minute showers as a thing like that's how could pretty, you forget well of course exactly so i'm inferring that i didn't have them much because I would, I think I would remember him. I remember five, because I remember there was a dude. Ten was the norm, and then the kid. Ten was the norm. Yeah, dude. So this was when I first got there. I remember. Were you like the sixth kid to arrive? Fifteenth or fourteenth or fifteenth boy. Uh, so we lived in the lodge, and there were four showers, two in each bathroom. Mm -hmm. Each gender had a bathroom in the lodge. There were yeah. showers. Yeah, because we lived in the lodge. Uh, 
I so, never knew there were showers in the lodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the lodge at one point was a mixed gender dorm, like where it was like half and half, because uh, there were that few people. I just don't even like. It's not like I saw drains that, that could have gone to showers. Well, they like they ripped it all up, like and laid new foundation, like poured new concrete, like. Hmm. So the way it works was like, you know where the kitchen is now. Never really struck me as a new building when I showed up. Yeah, it was a horse stable. Uh, like when she bought it, that was the legend. Yeah, yeah I've and heard I, that. who knows what what it was before that, or if that was when it, that was built. Uh, but yeah, so we had four showers, and the the guy, the male, kind of either he was an RA or a staff member. I'm not fully sure, mm-hmm. but he was like he lived in the dorm, but he had his own room. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like in charge of showers, and so he would, you know, like Dino have the list and make sure everyone showered. And then the kids that were like, you know, allegedly or otherwise uh, struggling with, according to Jamie or according to reality, uh, compulsive sexual issues would shower last. And by that time in the night. That's so fucked up. Yeah. And everyone knew why, because it was because uh, by that time in the night, there was no hot water left. And I think the rule, like the rule was 10 minutes for everybody, but they only get five but they didn't even need it because it was cold almost every time. Um, so yeah, that was how showers worked when I got but there. But just like the, I, I, that that strikes me as, I think that Jamie just didn't have information and insight into mm. like, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not here to tell on myself, although I guess I can't avoid it. I was masturbating in the shower all the time. Like, I guess this is becoming the shower episode because I, we can't not talk about that if we're if you're gonna bring that up. Um, and so I'm just saying that, like, dude, of it course was, you're gonna crank it in the shower, dude. I mean, 100. You can't have sex. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? You're 15 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and but, like, what's the alternative? Where do you want me to crank it? Well, you could crank it in the bathroom, but not in the drain uh but then some if you you got to crank it into uh like a piece there well just the other thing that i'm not getting ahead of myself i guess kids would fucking get in trouble for like cranking it like in the room with everyone else while you're like trying to go to sleep i'm not trying to see that dude and yeah so i'm just saying like do you want me to do that or do you want me to go in the shower i think the yeah, yeah yeah and then it's like if you are because we're doing all each other's laundry. I'm not trying to do cum socks. I mean, this is an 18 up podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that's the, none of it's good. Like it's none like, of it's like, do I want to uh, be fucking cranking in a shower? that someone else is going to walk into two seconds from now. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm, it's fucked up, but like, it's all just molecules. Dude. You just want me to go four years without cranking it? Well, like, well you're gonna not. Not dude. gonna you're, happen. Like, I mean, you're gonna have wet dreams if you don't do that. Yeah, no. And, I, uh, and whatever I would listen to him about this stuff, I did. So like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, you yeah. want. You want someone else who has to clean my fucking boxer shorts? Yeah, are you supposed to throw them away in shame? And you then know, like, wonder. you know. Is there ever an incident like somebody's like, this guy came in his clothes too much, dude. I'm not washing No, it. no, no. You know, you were laundry crew. No, uh, I don't recall. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not like you're inspecting the fucking dirty exactly, laundry. Exactly, you're just dumping it in. So yeah. it really, that probably is a workable solution. But, uh, but I, I'm just pointing out that there are none where it's like, it's good like even if you don't masturbate you're going to end up having a lot of wet dreams that are going to create the same level of problem as masturbating in the shower 
So I'm just saying, like, I think that I, I, I assumed that everyone was always masturbating in the How shower. The, but with three minute showers, dude, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. I like a little foreplay. I don't think I can fucking get there. You can figure it out. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, you'd be amazed at what you can do. <laughs> uh, uh, I've never ejaculated in under three minutes in my life. Uh, so. I mean, you know, it's probably that it was a four-minute, it was a five-minute shower dude. where someone was knocking on Try the door seconds, for the dude. last fucking. Well, dude, I still think about it was like just me, Henry. When we went from five to ten, there was a kid who this was his trademark, and he was so clearly beating off, dude. Because uh, you would get a five-minute warning, uh, like that was kind of the culture of the ten-minute showers. Yeah, and then there was a period when it was in flux, depending on where we were in the day and you know how close we were to bedtime, I guess, uh, of are you gonna get five or 10 minute showers? So it'd be like kind of, and then it became like a little more luxurious. And then I guess five became the norm. And then they started, you know, it sounds like pushing it even lower. So during that like flux period, there was a kid where when he knocked to get the like, get at you, this is your knock. Cause it was just like, you would get a knock. But because it was in flux, he would do it in such a distinct, like, staccato cadence every time. And it was like, that's my, like, he's not there yet cadence for this dude. Like, I know what this dude sounds like when he's, like, stressed about whether or not he's going to not. Like, during his shower, dude. And it's still in my head. And now it's going to be in yours. Because, so, like, you'd hit him with the knock. And he just goes, how many minutes? Like, <laughs> And there was like Jesus. There was this promo on the USA network uh when I was uh -huh. a kid, like on Saturday mornings, where they had like a it was like a minute long, maybe like a factoid or something, like and it was like in a minute, like very fast. Yeah. Like, in a minute, in a minute. That was like the theme song. So it was like a very similar and he would just be like, How many minutes? How many minutes? <laughs> and he would keep asking because like he wouldn't always get a response. Yeah. And it was like, it might be seven, it might be two. Dude, that's a huge like, yeah. window. So he would just desperately be like begging someone to like tell him like how many minutes like, uh, yeah. So anyway, I still think about that too. But so that. there's there was uh, <coughs> you know a situation where in my mind every single person was masturbating in the shower. But I don't think in fact as as improbable as this is, and like if you're going to challenge me on it, I'm going to fight you. I hope you don't. <laughs> I don't think that Jamie knew that that you were jerking off daily. That everyone was. I think that she yeah. thinks because the way they reacted whenever there was kids that they knew did. Yeah. Like there was kids that they singled out as those are the gross masturbators who right, just fucking right, can't right, help right. but jerk off all the time. Right. And with some of them, there were legitimate, like, you know, they were like, they have problems in that area of their life. I think that there was a time or two where just like she didn't like them and they had normal masturbation habits and they were presented as extreme because like like if 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 we all just like had a log where like we had to say like uh don't think that there weren't times hypothetically uh, like, uh you we know we talked about the wrongs times i read the wrongs there are definitely guys who understood the culture of excel to mean like i jerked off that's a wrong that i write down and put on my list yeah like yeah which you know, God, God bless them. Yeah, um, you know, not the kids who were like, "I'm here because I jerked off too much." Or yeah, it, but just I, I don't know, dude. I, I think that like people were regularly punished as or not regularly is an over. But there were there were instances of people being punished as if they were one of the most extreme sexual deviants to come through the place, 
for behavior that I found to be fairly normal. Like just basically they got caught masturbating in some Dude, kind of situation. Let me draw, I'm gonna tell myself to draw an analogy okay. about what I think was going on a little bit with the normal kids who got in trouble for jerking off. Because I agree with everything you said. I just think Unless about, as far going. as the things that they've done to like fuck people up, like if they're telling you you're a sexual deviant every day, like how many times can you hear that without like starting to have some questions about yourself? For sure, dude. And like if you're not a sexual deviant, then it's it's what you're talking about of like the like they're demanding you believe things other than the reality and like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you end up insane. Like Yeah, and it's about your like your very reproductive being, dude. Yeah. Like your mission as a gene carrier. Yeah. Like it really is damaging. But again, I hate to like keep bringing up people's issues, but it's like you ran a school that gave people issues and you talked about this shit all the time. To be a 15-year-old with a man having sex with you is to be subject to abuse. And that's what happened to Jamie. Yeah, and that's she was the, married at that's 15. That's all we know. Yeah. yeah. And had kids. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm sure she loves her kids. I know she loves her kids. Like her way to the extent she can love and she mm -hmm. can. Mm -hmm. Uh, she loves her kids. Yeah. So, um, but I'm just saying she clearly did undergo what under modern standards, which I don't always agree with, but I think what I do in this case would be sexual abuse, dude. And who knows how you, you don't just wake up and marry someone at 15. Like how did that happen? And did something happen before? Cause obviously this is a woman carrying significant, all reasonable damage. questions. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, I definitely have alluded to like it's a struggle for me the way the lawyer community treats mental health because it's kind of like you are in charge of people's important issues. You you cannot be so schizophrenic that you don't know what consensus reality is. But we also can't have a culture that discourages people from seeking help way before that point because there's a lot of road before that point that you can avoid a lot of pain and probably still be a lawyer just like talk to somebody once a week you know what i mean or like whatever um but i think the same goes with like if you're going to run a school to take care of troubled kids you got to work out your issues otherwise you'll end up freaking out on a kid who gets caught jerking off which is what i think happened yeah which is it's not uh to excuse it but i do think not the not the kids who were labeled the sex kids i think refer to our last week's episode or whenever it was about the scapegoat function in dysfunctional families uh, those kids were the ultimate scapegoat in the big dysfunctional family of Excel, I would say. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And like, I just, I, most, of, most of the like most extreme examples of what I'm talking about occurred, like I would say in like the six months before I got there specifically. Yeah, that's, so that feels right to me. I wasn't there for a lot of it, but I was there for some of it. And it just, it, it felt to me like that there was just such a strong element of randomness. Like, yeah, I like think the there was, yeah, yeah. Behavior that everyone participated in or nearly everyone, uh, you know, that if you were the wrong person to get caught at the wrong time, yeah. like it was going to be presented as if this thing that ever does is actually something that only the worst 1% of people do and you're scum. Well, dude, I am about to tell myself because I don't feel good about this. It's like, it's stuck with me. But I don't want to be like too cagey about this, but one of the issues at Excel, I think like a true crime is that they took in kids knowing they needed help and they created an environment that made help scary. And like, that'll fuck you up. So 
like, you know, I experienced some sexual trauma that is like, I don't mean to like beat the dead horse about that, but it's, I feel like one of the effects of it is like, I can't even say that without immediately my brain being like, you shouldn't talk about that at all. You're being a bitch. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't bring it up to like tell that story right now, but I do, this is like, it's really, it fucked me up. So this kid wasn't a regular kid. This was a kid who who would jerk off all the fucking time mm -hmm. and like would get in trouble for jerking off all the fucking time. Like people would see him jerking off. That's not good. Like you can't live in society if that's how you are. Uh, I agree that if someone tells you you're a thing over and over again, even if your conscious mind says I'm not that, a huge part of your brain is hearing that you are. And if you're hearing it from your cult leader at your abusive cult school, then you will find yourself fucking beating off more than you otherwise would. So I'm not trying to say this kid's a bad guy. That's what's fucked me up about it so much. But I have my own issues. So this was, I think, before you, this is definitely before you got there, actually, because I mm -hmm. remember some of the people that were there. But uh, so I was sleeping on the floor, like we've talked about, but like in a much smaller, in a small bedroom before the big dorm. Yeah. Uh, and th the way I was sleeping on the floor was like, very close to other beds and it was like i think i was like going back to sleep or something like or i don't like remember it exactly like i but it was like a weekend morning and i fucking basically woke up and like was closer than you and i are right now and this kid was jerking off ah. yeah and like my particular issues uh don't have to do with waking up and seeing a guy jerking off next to me. Yeah. But it was enough, like I freaked out enough that I had to explain myself. Cause I was like, I don't know if I like hit him, but like, I was definitely like, do don't. you have to explain yourself? Yeah. I was like, don't fucking jerk off by me, dude. Like again, we all do it. Like, it's not that dude. It's like, I just prefer to wake up. You found a way to make waking up here much worse. <laughs> like I thought it was the worst possible way to Already wake up. So it was bad. just here, but it's it's much worse this way. So I would like anyway. Like yeah. he got fucked up that day. Like to like I and I think they let other kids like not me, but he got punished like with exercise and they let other kids run it. And I don't know if like corporal punishment got got thrown in the mix or what. But he got so, he was so freaked out, like his fight or flight was going, he just booked. Like while getting punished, he ran away. It's like, you're not, that's not gonna go well for you. But like, that's how stressed he was. I, I don't know exactly what was happening to him, but my freak out, I guess it's like, we talk about what's the cause, dude. I was about to say my freak out kicked it off, but it's like, he did not have to jerk off that way. I think there are better ways. And That's what I'm getting at. Like I, I think that you're, I, you should obviously be allowed to <laughs> right? tell someone not to masturbate near you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're, you're clearly yeah. protecting that. If someone then, <laughs> like, you know, uh, ant with a sledgehammer's him, like that's they, they shouldn't have right. solved that problem I in do that agree. way. But as seeing it all happen like that, I was like, I feel bad, but I also feel mad that I feel bad, like. You're but allowed like, to not have people masturbate near you. I yeah, want, yeah, yeah. I want you, you to thank you, feel thank good. You, thank you. Yeah. I do. I do. Uh, and, but, and that kid had other problems. But uh, I do remember that's more conflicted than the Ray Rice. Like seeing that kid get punished. I was like, this is too much. And I'm the one that freaked out on him. 
Uh, so again, it's like not a perfect analogy to what you're bringing up, but I'm just saying from my own experience, I know what it's like to be on a dude to be triggered. Uh, cause I'm a snowflake. I mean, they should have uh, just given all of us a little more privacy. They should have given us pornography or, you know, That'd I guess they couldn't have let us have sex. Uh, or that let be us have problematic. Dude, if they taught us like how to fucking do like tantric meditation, like jerking off, it's like we would have all emerged. It would have been fucking the last airbender, dude. Like we would have been like these <laughs> sick monks, dude. Like, can you imagine if they were like, there's a way you can conjure up a woman with your mind that you will nut, like without, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's one of the episodes we scrapped where we talked fully about that. But like, if the whole school was like, I'm gonna go do my 30. You know what I'm like, dude, that dude, I'm adding that to my list of my Magneto school for trouble. <laughs> We're gonna grow weed. We're gonna learn tantric sex. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't just think tantric you're gonna like successful. meditation, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. dude. I read an article. This is a quick tangent, dude. Uh, a huge biography of Philip Roth came out. Okay. And uh I might use this for the like the quasi Excel novel that I'm writing. Uh but the, is this why he's in the new allegations have surfaced? Yeah, they're not about him though. Like he has allegations over the years, like Philip Roth does. Uh, I thought like this week there was people. Yeah, it is this week. Okay, so it's his biographer though. So it's the biographer. Yeah, dude. Okay, dude, this is nuts, dude. Uh, for the first time in like ten years, I read a good Slate article. Uh, <laughs> so this guy, he is a writer like he has published novels but i guess they didn't do well so he was a high school teacher but still like trying to be a writer yeah so he was a high school or a middle school teacher eighth graders yeah. uh exactly uh yeah. in uh like a, a very like a maybe a magnet school or something in new orleans uh but then he balled out because he wrote a biography of some other writer i don't remember who but it was like so good and so well received that Philip Roth was like, I want you to be my official biographer because okay. you, you and I are on the same wavelength. Basically, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the insinuation. That's why he's getting brought back in because so the the biography came out, and there were a few notes in in the overall. If there were like a Rotten Tomatoes for book reviews, where people are like, this dude is totally writing off like a good amount of problematic conduct from Philip Roth, who it's like if you read his books, dude. He's one of those guys, Poor Noise Complaint is all about like what happens if your mother tells you that you're like, you're a filthy horn dog, you know, and it's just like a monologue of a guy telling his therapist how horny he is. I've, like, uh, I've never read uh, a single thing he's written. Uh, the only thing I've picked up on this is uh, just the girls episode. You, oh, did you watch where, girls? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the last season, but I not, that's not a knock on girls. I just life caught up with me. I, I make I, time, dude. I'm going to, but I want to start. I want to do a rewatch. It's a series of our time. Uh, she was I mean, correct. I that's what I want to do a rewatch for. I fuck with girls heavy, dude. I'm yeah. a lean ahead, dude. You know that. I mean, I haven't seen Tiny Furniture either, but I don't think I have a less popular opinion. Everyone in my really? friend group hates me for this, but I don't care. I, I think that's stopped. the difference between this podcast and your other media endeavors, dude. It's not just Jake. It's everyone I know. Yeah, so you, the disgust. whole the whole squad, dude. Like, I get it, dude. I did, none of that surprises me. I won't be stopped though. But let me tell you something. This it's is a great a show. Pro, I love the show, dude. I'm right there with you, dude. It's one of the best shows ever made. I fully. I'm not joking. 
It's I great. think it is in the last season. It's uh, Matthew Reese is in it for like he just comes. In. It's a one. Okay, I don't quite know who that is. Uh, is he you from see the, the Americans? Or yeah, what? that's what yeah, I was about to guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Um, so it, it's a self-contained episode. Like it's pretty much just they made a twenty-minute film. Well, they did that one with uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, that was, one was okay. good. Because that's a good one. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like that. That's they, a great episode. That's a short is. film, dude. It is. How could people not fuck with girls, dude? That's what I'm saying. I mean, that episode is awesome. Yeah. Like, dude, she seems uh, nuts. Whenever the Me Too stuff started, I made Jake watch it to do a, the, the one I'm talking about. And uh, he was like, it was good. It's great, dude. Yeah. I think it's just Lena. Like, I would not really want to hang out with her. I mean, I probably, honestly, I probably wouldn't. Uh, well, dude, I dude, I don't want to clown Lena Dunham, dude. She's I suspect mouth. that, like, I, I I think that the way that we talk about family dynamics, like in the last episode, yeah, I think there's something going on in like the entire American culture with her on that. I think the press. Well, that's why her art is so fucking. Feels to me like that they are, for whatever reason, have decided that she's an annoying person. Yeah. And so like the, you can really get some stories printed about how annoying she is and then everyone will like really focus on it. Yeah. And I don't know that it has that much of a connection to reality, but it's hard to say without knowing her personally. I think that's fair, dude. I mean, it, it it's very hard to say. Yeah. Because whenever I read like first person stuff, like I, I don't know, dude. I don't want to like I've, I've only I don't read... want to live and die on this hill. I'm sure there's something that she's written where <coughs> she comes off annoying and it's her writing it. Well, bro. But most of the time that she writes something, I'm like, I can see how this is going to get churned up into like she's being hysterical. But actually, this seems like a pretty self aware person who's like making good points. Well, that I, I think at times she's a little too self aware and too candid. Like publicly, she says things Clearly, that people yeah. then say, "Remember when you said this? You're yeah. nuts." uh but definitely i used to work with a woman who will send me like if lena's being crazy mm -hmm. uh she'll like send it to me yeah uh and she sent me okay because i read this essay when it came out in the new yorker lena wrote about like having her dog or whatever yeah uh, i've never really gotten to the bottom of well it's like an essay about how much she loves her dogs dog. that's what time. i'm saying dude i'm not saying she killed the dogs but like that's kind of the joke and like she doesn't have them anymore and dude, you know I have a problem, dogs. So like, I get that you can fate can deal you a hand when you accept them into your life. Uh, yeah, but, it's not a problem. Your well, dog's and fine. She, well, she's rich enough that you have to wonder: is her dog worse than mine, or is she just richer than me? So she can use money to kind of push off a dog like that. And if that's the question, is she the kind of person that would? I think that's the like kind of if you wanted to fully articulate. A cultural theory of what's going on with that particular storyline because if i got dude my dog sucks enough that i think a rich person could be like it's just he's not happy in this household it's too stressful for him or whatever you think so yeah and then you pay to send him to a fucking ranch for troubled dogs or whatever it's yeah. probably excel for dogs dude i would never do that that's what i'm saying he's family uh but it's not obvious the dog didn't like kill a child so you don't know why exactly lena doesn't have them anymore you just know she doesn't after expounding about mostly seems like none of my business except she wrote a fucking essay in the new yorker so now everything she writes you have to be like all right you're writing about how much you love your sister are you gonna fucking put her out to pasture a year from now you know what i mean like it calls yeah but we just we don't know what happened she, to the dogs she just she shows a lot of relational lability you know probably maybe why 
She's interesting. I would not dude. say that you can like feel 100% certain in that conclusion. Exactly, dude. It's the uncertainty you that creates the space. You don't know enough to say that that's exactly, obviously dude. true. That's what creates the space for the storyline is what I'm saying. I'm I'm not pre- pretend, pretending I have certainty. I yeah, don't. starting down the path back to where we were two seconds ago. <laughs> um there's yeah i think it's in the last season there's a a bottle episode where like uh there's uh, you know matthew reese is playing like a writer you know he's supposed to be like philip roth kind of but uh philip roth is like he comes up specifically um and so like uh he has lena in or uh you know hannah um and uh is like talking about a thing that like she wrote a blog like being like canceling this guy canceling the guy who had her in yeah he's like come in to discuss your attempt to cancel me exactly okay okay. he's like you know you want to say all this stuff about me publicly like talk to me face to face nice and like he's vociferously going at so obviously they fuck i mean he's defending his position okay and like just really like talk like he's talking enough and like he's putting the full persuasive weight that he has behind like you're wrong about me i'm not the kind of person who does the sexual things that you're saying that i do uh-huh. i'm not gross these are a bunch of people who are like broken people that are lying about me and like you gotta fucking let me defend my name okay you know and like gets to the point and like just does it in so many uncanny ways uh but is he saying she should take her post down just just, just wants fucking... her to know that he's wrong. Like all the people that talk to her about how big of a fucking dick oh. he is, like they're they're lying. Does this guy not have a blog? I mean, if he's like a famous writer, he should just write that. I mean, I don't know. I, I would if someone wrote a post about me, I would want to fucking talk to him. I guess. Really? Yes, absolutely. If I if if, if I, someone said like TC rapes, yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'd yeah, be yeah. like, <laughs> this is affecting my life. I don't rape. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, you know, yeah, look yeah. into my eyes. Like <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, some yeah. ability to evaluate whether or not I'm someone's true. Me. I'm gonna say I no don't, rape. I don't do it. Yeah. Like, so please can you help me don't like undo me the damage that you've created in my life? Yeah. Like, you know, this is my wife and child. Like Still, these I, are who you're hurting. I would do that again. Fuck that person because they've already revealed not I mean, I know this is a girl's episode. But in IRL, they've revealed that they're coming at you uncharitably. I'm. I think I would go Jake Paul direct to the market to the audience. Look at the camera apology video. Bring in the wife and kids if you got them. You know, make it a hybrid Jake Paul Richard Nixon like checkers speech mm-hmm. you know, kind of mm-hmm. like I. That's what I would do rather than like you can't lend currency and attention to people that are trying to bring you down. I think, but. But they yeah. might not want to be the kind of people who bring you down if they understand. I mean, you know, there yeah, are depends, there are people dude. who will lie on you. I've fucking I've had it happen. Like yeah, people attempt to lie on me and, in the press. And if you're the kind of person who publishes cancellations of people who rape, which is dude, if people are raping, cancel them, dude. Like I'm not saying like don't do it. But it's like they're not of the mind state of like believe women and also the the men they accuse. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. They're, they have a bias. Like I think like it's it's been established at least in that community that that's a pro-social bias given like what it's countering. Uh, and it does feel weird to be against that, to be like, because then you end up being like a men's rights guy. Uh, you know, I don't know. I know this is all hypothetical, but I'm just saying it feels like a guilty man's move or like a manipulative move at best. Well, yeah. So he, you know, makes the defense. They kind of get to a point where like, it seems like she's kind of like agreeing or whatever. Uh, And they start just like walking around his apartment or whatever. I I think that he's like, 
just kind of like talking to like, you know, whatever. We're not going to agree on this, so let's just chat as people. And uh, I don't remember exactly how the raw thing comes up, but it's like he's like, hey, I've got a signed copy. Like, come check it out. Mm. And then it's like, you can have it. That's Ooh, yours. Interesting. And then makes like some contrived thing of like where he's just like, hey, like my back's really hurting. Like, we just nice. lay down with me. <laughs> And then like then like his dick's out, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "What the fuck? You're like doing the thing that you just said that you didn't God do." Damn. And then she just you know leaves the apartment. She does. Yeah, that's growth for Lena. Or Hannah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was about to say, dude. But I, I mean, mean, it's it's super predatory. I oh, you know is, she's dude. made bad main men choices. She's In the not, Patrick like, Wilson episode, to predators. Was like not super predatory. I, I don't think it was predatory at all. It was a little weird. Uh, like it was just vibey like yeah it was like no a there was but it dissociative was, vibe almost like yeah it like nuts. it felt like he was like slipping out of his life but like not in a way that yeah, like yeah, was yeah. trying to create harm for people dude, that was a singular fucking 22 minutes dude it really was that was a great episode of television dude like whatever whatever she's like it, like i've only seen it the once it was more yeah no me too um but uh <laughs> like whenever she was like kind of like oh man i, I guess i gotta leave this life you know like this yeah, yeah, life yeah. that i've created in the last hour yeah uh i i was like no i don't want to leave it either yeah, yeah, yeah it was very gauzy vibe yeah. dude it was nice man yeah yeah no she's brilliant dude i mean but sometimes brilliant artists are annoying like but clearly i was gonna say dude we're not blaming the victim but i do think the this culture is primarily a kanye fan podcast yeah so. yeah yeah Definitely. We understand. And dude, this is a getting massages from women fan podcast too, I think. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. No, like, I've never gotten a massage from anyone. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to criminalize being like my back hurts, give me a massage <sighs> to, a, to a woman ever, you know. Uh, but like, uh, I do think we need to normalize if you're in that scenario and a dude pulls that move, that's your, you, you shouldn't, that's, that's when you should eject. Don't lie down and wait for the dick to come out. Yeah. If the guy saying massage, dude, don't touch him like that unless there's at least like an into the fellas. See, I already my brain is like, are you saying if she massages you, the dick can come out? And it's like, no, it's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if I were giving advice to any young women in my my life, I'd be like, don't fall for the fucking massage gambit. Yeah, you know, but it's like you're no, way it, upping the odds of the dick. Yeah, though no, you can't uh, say that. Like, I think I'm glad Lena fucking left. I think it's smart to like go like yeah. If you if you have a bad vibe about it, and like the guy says I'd like a massage, you should listen to your heart. I think that's yeah. good advice. And if you have, dude, I wouldn't say it's a mistake or like that. I feel the person that did something wrong. No, of course not, not, dude. Yeah, dude. First of all, I want to live in a world where you can ask a woman to massage you as a prelude to more than that. And everyone is kind of winky about it. And it's like, okay. And then you, that's how fucking sex escalates, dude. It's a progressive ladder or like series of steps where like you're making sure everyone's feeling good about where it's going. That's the process, dude. So you, if I don't want to live in a world to be like, not for me, could I, my back's hurting me. Could I lie down and then we'll, just walk we'll up and end say, with me let's coming? Let's do please. sex. Like exactly. You, I mean, I don't want to take that out of the world. So if you have a good vibe and someone's asking for a massage, I say, go for it. But just know you may hopefully, and I guess that's the missing link. There's got to be a juncture between massage and dick coming out where it's like, you know, this could feel better if, it, you know what I mean? Like some, I don't know, dude, it's, it's gray. It's context dependent, but. but yeah, so that's the only thing I know. Like I, I assume that by like making it <coughs> Roth, the author that she was yeah. attempting to communicate that's something. A loaded, yeah, for sure. 
He was so like, that, and like, I don't know. That's, that's like the worst. Like if it's, is it character assassination? If it's like warranted, but like, really that's like the most that I know about him. Yeah. And like, as a result of that, I'm like, I'm positive in my heart that this man is a sexual deviant. He scumbag. is a deviant dude. He's like the horniest guy of all time. dude. But I, I just say it like the, like the actual takedown, like the hype of the, the fictional takedown. Yeah. Uh, is is so much not as worse as like this actual like just putting him in you're this just episode. Like whatever he did because like you can dispute it. the facts of the takedown. You, you just, know, like you can be like this woman who's accusing me. She's a liar. I can prove it. Yeah. But like to have just this episode where like just he's the person whose name well, is put and, into the episode. They have a right. I believe everything that would have been written about a takedown already. But yeah. like she hasn't written it. There's no facts to dispute. Right. Well, it's already there, dude. That's yeah. You. I never thought about it like that, but it's like Lena Dunham and her squad of whoever's writing and making the show with her yeah. are like among the most literary and educated. I'm not saying this to compliment them, but like in terms of like being educated in the literary world, like they are, you could not get a more concentrated dose of their familiar with like not just the canon, but who was a fucking sex pervert. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had a Wikipedia page of famous literary deviants, deviants to choose from, and they were making the choice, what will underscore our point the best for our art? Yeah. And they were like, Philip fucking Roth, dude. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's so loaded. But he's a good writer, dude. And he's kind of like Lena. I believe that. In that he's willing to write about aspects of his psyche or the male psyche or whatever in unflattering ways about himself someone's got to do it dude he's a huge inspiration for like what was the al Raffetto project and like he's constantly writing alter egos for himself he has a, a novel where he like goes to israel and meets a philip like a double also named philip roth except instead of a writer he's like an israeli spy like pretty sick uh, but he also has a novel where the guy by the end turns into a breast like because he's like you know so fixated Hmm. on on the, the ladies i think he kind of lost me with that one i mean i haven't read it i just in reading this week about all the philip ross shit but yeah uh, so it's it's the biographer yeah dude so so the biographer before he became a famous biographer was an english teacher at this yeah. eight, for eighth graders in new orleans yeah and he had all the kids journal so much and how creepy is this dude so you know i did journals in school uh not really at excel that would have been scary but that's, I think it could be an interesting plot device. But uh, fucking, so the kids had to journal and then he would write like marginal, like not marginal, like as a pejorative, but like in the margins, he would write in a red pen, like notes. And like, not like your grammar is bad, but like, tell me more about this. Da, da, da. So it's like, he was creeping on the girls. So basically like he had a cadre or like a clique of like his special favorites that he was more informal with and he would sit like i don't know if he did this or if this was just like thrown out on twitter as like an example of the kind of vibe but by being like you're mature enough to read lolita like i'll, I'll hit you with a copy like let me know your thoughts about it like you know like shit like yeah. that it's like ah, god damn it dude uh and so he didn't have sex with any eighth grade girls but what he would do was keep in touch. And then when they turned like 19 or 20, he would go to dinner with them, get drunk, talk about how beautiful they had become, and then smash. 
Yeah. Uh, and then like to the girl who wrote or they wrote about in the story, it was like once or twice, you know, which to me is creepier. It suggests he's doing this on a like rotational basis. And he's like the the Leo of not the Leo. You would kind of like for him know. to be obsessed with one of them because then two. it applies. They kept fucking one. for 10 years or something. He stalked her, you know, so you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but but yeah, if, if if twice was enough for him, that implies yeah that he's, he's got well, twenty other people. He's multiple doing girls have with. come forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one has said like we had a rela- ongoing relationship. Maybe it was like after we fucked a couple of times, we would send emails sometimes. You know about the um, Stimpy guy? I vaguely know that he's up in in the fucking clique. That's tough. You know, I I was never a Ren and Stimpy guy. Oh, I was. dude, I turned off nicknames when Ren and Stimpy grossed me out, dude. I probably could sense the vibe. Dude, you know what I mean? It was too anatomical. I mean, I it was like just it, like really direct. Like he had like a 12-year-old girlfriend Jesus. that like lived with I him. I do remember that. She like wrote to him about wanting to be an animator and yeah. stuff. And See, he was like, I've got a great animation uh, internship. Just come live with me. Yeah. I and read that girl's story. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the, the at times, like she would kind of be like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be married to a 40-year-old. And then yeah, he yeah. like cultivated a second one. To like threaten yeah. the first one with, yeah, dude, and they like Fucking go terrible. and pout and stuff. Like that's a big, a big thing. And there's like all men, kinds of pictures of like I know them I remember her in public. Yeah, dude, and like living together, everyone knew that it's like the culture was a little different in the '90s. I'm not excusing anything. I I'm like, not prepared to excuse anything. Jerry Seinfeld and his 17 year old girlfriend. I get annoyed. That also, it's I like don't want to excuse down, dude, anyone. You know, like but it's like that was in people, dude. No one was that scandalized by it. <clears throat> No, I don't I, think no, yeah, no, I, all, I think dude. that's wrong. I think that everyone failed. Like, but if, starting with the people close to but Jerry dude, and the it, Red and Stimpy. Like, creator. if you, if I, I remember, I was in high school and a girl, like, I was gonna say, if a seventeen-year-old girl before I went to Excel was dating a thirty-seven-year-old man, everybody would be like, "That's weird." But I don't know that people would call the cops if the parents were okay with it, especially if he was rich as fuck like Jerry was. I don't even know that, like, see, I mean, I just, I don't like call the cops as a solution, you know? Like, well, what a, yeah, dude. Well, I was going to say, like, in, they're a good instrument for dealing with that. Do in, you think so? So in 1998, at, there was a girl, I think she was in middle school. She was an eighth grader at Princeton, like, but I was at Princeton High School. A guy, like, she sucked off a 19 year old guy and he did six months in jail. His, her parents called the police, but he was black. So it's like, was that what was going on? Yeah, exactly, dude. Because she wasn't. So now I'm like older and think about this stuff differently. At the time, I just, I I was like, yeah, I guess that is against the law. But now I'm like. Like he's doing something that like is probably ill-advised. But like the thing that they're doing in reaction is like. She was 13, dude. Oh, she was 13? Yeah, eighth grade. I didn't pay attention to that detail. Okay. He's 19. Now I'm back to saying everyone in this is bad. But. There were kids at Excel, not the like compulsive masturbator kids. But I think there were a kid or two who were like, they got sent there at 17 for having a 13-year-old girlfriend. They'd be, it was like they were past sophomore in high school with a middle school girlfriend and then got caught being sexual and the parents yanked them, sent them to Excel, which I get, dude, because it's like, I don't know how the, again, I've purposefully never learned about age of consent laws, dude. Because when I got out of Excel that first summer when I was a camp counselor, there was like a senior staff kind of counselor guy talking to them too well. Yeah, dude. He was talking to like a junior counselor yeah. girl who was like, you know, not a camper, but he was saying state by state shit, dude. Oh, like he, no. Yeah. He was like, well, and, you know, Boston, it's a little different. Are you like, familiar with Freddie Gibbs's case in Germany? 
Uh, it was Austria, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not as familiar yeah. as you, obviously, but... But clearly, if you're I knew you're it was saying, overseas in yeah. a German-speaking country. Yeah, He no, beat the case, though, right? Absolutely. He yeah, didn't yeah, do a yeah, thing yeah. wrong. What I, 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 He did time, though, right? Like, or he was locked I mean, up awaiting trial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, he, it was, he did a concert in Vienna. Uh, there were some girls that were, like, backstage, and yeah. then, like, went with the entourage to the hotel. Mm. and they did have sex with a member of his entourage okay and is unclear the mm. level of consensuality there yeah uh they made some claims about like they they specifically said that they were drugged at the concert mm. and then like so getting them back to the hotel wasn't their choice yeah and then like footage of the hotel came out where like that they were obviously lying about that like they were clearly in their own control like in the hotel i mean again i'm not saying freddie gibbs did any i don't <clears> want to like accuse a guy who cleared the well case. freddie gibbs but that actually is an interesting consent argument that when you put it that way freddie gibbs wasn't taught like he wasn't with this member of the entourage like he did not talk to these girls like yeah 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 he is not like he's this, this was a thing that occurred at a concert he was doing yeah that like he you know i mean like if someone punches yeah, someone but, in the back of one of your shows it's like is it your fault like no it depends. Whatever. Dude. I, I mean, I realized I sent that up poorly because yeah. I knew that you were immediately going to be like, "Well, you do set the vibe." You do. So I should just should have picked picked a better example. We've both been to shows where they the, the band purposely stops to chill out the vibe. Uh, but so which well, I then, think is good. Uh, abandon the example because it did not yeah, yeah, serve yeah, yeah, the purposes yeah, yeah. I'm trying to serve. Abandon. But so uh, so yeah. So these these girls they made some claims about their inebriation that were then proven false. Okay. Uh, the defense like found someone else from that night who was working at the hotel where like they gave like they gave. But them, if they were like, so what if you got they LSD were pursuing in your drink, dude? You're you're incapacitated for twelve hours and you might act like joyful, but you, are you consenting? I'm not saying that's what happened here, but I'm just saying as like a thought experiment. Say you got dosed with Molly at the concert and you've never done it, you're gonna be like, hell yeah, I'm about to go fuck these guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's not really like, been my experience. I feel like that well, in again, the way I, that like, uh, like have you ever seen a depiction of pot in media that you yeah, felt yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. right? But That is how Molly is. Like, that, I, I guess it's all right. Because like, of that but, depiction, some people respond to it that way. I think. Yeah, it's, like, I've so. never had the thing where I was like, I'm not going to be able to not have sex. I can pretty much always not have sex. <laughs> oh, I see like, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're also not an attractive woman, you know. I guess. Like an attractive woman can basically if she the 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 break on sex is her. Yeah. Uh um but yeah, so uh you know, the guy had sex with the two girls. Uh there's some question. I mean, I'm just saying like their credibility, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like they said things that like were proven to be lies. I mean, so, like I said, he did clear the case, dude. I'm not trying to slander. Yeah, well, the, but the so they they bring it forward the complaint about the member of the entourage. Um this gets back to Freddie who like tells the guy like if you go back to Austria like you're going to get arrested so uh, okay don't go to Austria okay uh and that and thinks it's done at that point okay uh starts a european tour himself starts the tour on may 18th uh -huh. on may 20th they go to the police and we're like yeah that thing about the entourage friend like uh we just had a dream it popped up to us in the vision freddie was there the whole time okay first and there's no evidence of that that's well, how he beat the case i get you and again, I'm not saying someone should go to jail on someone's dream, but yo, I will oh say, God, 
dude, I'm not going to sit here and say you can't realize stuff about being sexually assaulted in a dream, dude. Definitely not. I don't know these girls, dude. I'm not. I'm just, if anyone hears this, he dude, didn't sexually assault them. He's I'm not, not saying he in did, the dude. same room with them. Bro, he's not, I don't want to, like, uh, dude, I would, if I could get but a You're Freddy, saying like, but baby. Not these girls. I don't know the details on this case, but I'm saying, I know we have kids You from feel Excel. like the point of this story was I was denigrating I the ability to want, have visions in a dream. I didn't want and that, so you want to make to sure you defend by, that. Dude, okay. Because there's a whole world that tells you that. I feel like, like you're failing to grasp the, uh, I get, no. uh, prioritize the. Well, maybe I'm just failing to, to share your priorities, dude. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yes, that is the thing I'm complaining yeah, dude, about. I'm looking out for the sexual assault victims who are learning stuff in dreams, and I'm saying, keep dreaming. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I forget why we were. I have zero clue. Because what we were talking about immediately prior. Sexual assault, consent. Molly jerking off in the showers was I just, definitely like I did a, have a point here. Um I guess we'll just You brought up Freddie Gibbs as like a do you you know about that? Yeah, like, there was but, something but it was I said. because you were talking about a thing that was related to it. Yeah. I'm sorry for being such a frustrating listening experience. I think I'm the bigger problem, dude. I think I mean I Look, I'm happy for for you to take this one for the team, but I have some loops I can definitely close, dude, and maybe it'll come back to us. I just doubt it will. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I listen back sometimes. So, you know, we can definitely always. Yeah, no, I, we I have any listen listeners left after this one. I, I, mean, just, this I don't think it was episode. so important a point that I would want to go back and make it. Yeah. But uh, I, guess we'll I did see have it. a point. Well, dude, speaking of the moral hazard, dude, getting prescriptions. So I went to get a fucking mole removed from this dermatologist. Okay. This motherfucker tried to put me on Accutane. Like that's what I was saying. Yeah, my, yeah, ac yeah, my yeah. acne was yeah. not Accutane bad, uh -huh. and Accutane now is not available yeah. because it fucks you up that bad. Yeah. And this guy told me I needed it. He also gave me a very good piece of advice though, which was because I had it was all like right here, like all in one spot on my chin, mm -hmm. and he was like, "How do you sit during study hall?" And it was I was like like this, like right my hand rests right there. He's like, "Stop doing that." I have so many clients who are teachers come in during finals and they're breaking out it's right here it's because they're doing this you know holding the bridge of their nose uh but then he was like but seriously that's not going to do it all you need accutane dude uh and, yeah it's fucked up yeah dude and dude i know we talk about to like, prescribe accutane to anyone you should have like questions for yourself now but like to do it about someone where it's a borderline case like that's pretty fucked up yeah well and i just i, I remember like going back and being like i guess i'm on accutane now like the way this other kid is. Uh, and I, I had a phone call with my parents. And I was like, yeah, I got that mole removed. They said I need Accutane though. And dude, to my parents' credit, dude, God bless them. Uh, they were like, yeah, let's hold off on the Accutane actually. Like, Good. Why yeah, and then it just, I never really brought it up. Uh, so thank God. But if my parents had not pumped the brakes, like I would have perhaps been infertile or whatever the fuck happened. Because yeah. that guy is just like more Accutane is better, and it's not that he necessarily got a direct kickback, but it's all your part of a culture of prescribing more and more and more. Whereas you want to like, do good things for your friends, if yeah, your yeah, friends exactly, are Accutane dude. reps, and if you get to go on the Accutane cruise, and you know, yeah, you know, who knows how crazy it got in the nineties, dude? Like, yeah, no, Megan uh, at her job had like a you know she was making 
hiring decisions uh, into like the staffing firms would like pay for big lunches and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Imagine yeah. that, but with the billions at stake, like yeah. with big pharma, dude. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I remember like uh, when I was a kid, my grandfather, one of my grandfathers was a doctor. And, and, and that was funny whenever COVID started. Like the, the, they were still like trying to do it. They'd be like, let's have a Zoom call. And they're like, am I going to like have catered food that you paid for on the Zoom call? <laughs> otherwise, I don't really want to do it. Yeah. It's like, I was just sort of using you. I thought we understood that. Yeah. 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 That's funny, man. Uh, I was just going to say, every time we watched a movie at my grandfather's house, it was like, yeah. I just thought movies worked this way. There's a little infomercial about a fucking prescription drug. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. You just pop it All in. All of his VHSs like, just came from the... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because like he was no a doctor. or anything. It's yeah. like, thanks for joining us for fucking, you know, That's sleeping beauty. But yeah. first, let's talk about heartburn. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, because I just fast forward, but yeah. like, you had to deal with it. Man, I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know dude. they did that. Yeah, That's, a def- That's a good idea. Big ups to yeah, whoever yeah, came up with yeah. that idea. Exactly, dude. But it's like if you're in a profession where you have that moral hazard, yeah, you gotta watch it, dude. Like, but yeah, so you know, I mean, I was the braces stuff. Like, it, it fucking hurt, like having that metal in my mouth for all those years. And oh, like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, that sucks. And dude. like, uh, for a lot, I don't think I can really do it anymore. I guess you know, if mouth shifted or whatever. But for a long time, like if I just opened my jaw big, like it would pop, like it would click. Ooh, and that's like, rough. I remember the thing that they did that like made it so that that happened. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Like, where I was like, boy, this is starting to, now I can do this. Like, is anyone worried about this? Yeah. The answer was no. That's fucked up, dude. I know. And it's like, I don't know, dude. That's like, you have to deal with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, it's but, like, everyone takes lumps, but it but sucks But people know. there that were like, you know, either we could like accept this flight risk of like, maybe, you know, he causes a problem at this orthodontist's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we could fuck up the teeth, his teeth for the rest of our life, but it's a little bit easier on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that. And like, I mean, whatever, like my teeth finer now. I think but, that's the, you know, like, the hazard of being in any kind of hierarchy is like you're always going to have a part of your brain that is tr- pushing you to be more efficient, aka take the path of least resistance. And often that means being selective in your empathy. Because yeah. if one of your kids was like, yo, the fucking medical guy that got paid to m- have an opinion, you know, says I need to do this, you wouldn't be like, that's backburner shit, you know? Or yeah. it would be like kid backburner shit. Like, all right, you didn't cut off your fucking finger. I'm not going to take you right now, but I'll make an appointment. You know what I mean? But because you were the lowest, you know, rung of the ladder, it's like no one even thinks about maybe this kid's jaw is getting fucked up. And it's like, that does suck, dude. And I think. And it is a case where like, yeah, if you were like a big strength, like I don't think that they would have done that. You know, you would have had it like that. They're making a calculus about like how important is he to me and that based on that, I'm going to care about his needs or not. And I don't even think they're making a calculus consciously. Maybe they are, but I think it's like, if anything, a very quick, like, yeah, whatever. He's a new kid that I don't care about. That's, I'm putting it in that bucket. Yeah. Whereas if it was like, like you said, a super strength, it's more that he breaks out of that default circuit of like regular kids that I don't care about. Yeah. It's like, oh, one of the special kids needs something. All right, I do. I mean, in evolutionary terms, it's probably like, all right, in my hierarchy, this kid is actually helpful and higher. It's good to reward him with making him think that we have a closer relationship. You know what I mean? I don't want to get back. I really don't want to get back into the argument over the payment of the (laughs) braces. 
But yeah. uh, I did always, like, not really in a payment sort of thing, but just, like, I wonder what's going on here. The fact that, like, uh, as I was about to leave Conro, they were like, well, yeah, I guess it looks good now. See? See? That's, like, literally the version, the ex their version of Excel being like, oh, you're leaving and you're not, like, directly telling us to fuck ourselves? Let's craft a narrative that you changed and got better. You know um, what I mean? Now, yeah, so... You're not revenue anymore? The, you're, so, yeah, you're the... Good. The entire braces thing, like I, you know, I didn't like it. It was fucked up. Um, but it, this is part of like what I was thinking of whenever I was uh, incensed and remain fairly incensed uh, about you being flippant about off-campus opportunities. Yeah, dude. Because that for a long time that was the only way I was stepping off campus, and like I was so excited whenever they were like, "Hey, it's a braces day." Dude, I, and I, dude, I think it brings. I agree. I hear you. And that brings me back to like the Goodfellas in prison point. Like, I think that was, I was a little bit ungrateful there. But in my defense, doctor's visits were always sick to me. Like, I like them, you know, unless I was literally sick. But very little was expected of you on a doctor's visit. Whereas a lot of my, we haven't done the full, like, when they tried to adopt me episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't get fully adopted, dude, because I think kids that were much better fits. I mean, that's be, an extreme phrasing. Well, but, you weren't there for the beginning of it, I think. Because you weren't there when I saw Rugrats at the mall and shit. Like, I still think it's an extreme praising. But well, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's a spectrum, dude. Just whatever, if, like, if you could, I wouldn't challenge you saying that if we were about to do a full episode on it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But we're not. So they're just going to walk around. The audience is going to walk around thinking that they filled out papers to adopt Fuck no. you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. F not even close. Yeah, yes. I am often very extreme in my colorful turns of phrase. Yeah. I, yeah, I speak with extremity to make a point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no one purported to adopt anyone. That would have been insane. My parents probably, that would have been enough to get me out of the school. Yeah, like, I, would, I, I hope mean, so. I'm pretty sure. The probably is troubling like, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, I'm so used to like not, like that was when I had to make the decision of like, am I gonna be a freak out kid or am I gonna voluntarily be here another year? The real thing was how strongly do I feel when Jamie's telling me my parents will cut off all support for me if I leave. Because we've talked about, there are kids who turned 18, their parents said, we will not support you if you walk out. They walked out anyway, and their parents did not ever support them ever again. Yeah, And it's like, dude, there are plenty of people- Which so fucked up. Parents are terrible people for doing that. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna defend that, dude. Of course not, dude. Yeah. But I also feel like, all right, is this a bunch you of rich kids who just you. like, oh, you lost your trust fund? No, dude, you're in a fucking city where you don't live. The only other people you know are like these fuck up kids from the school. And like you're you're starting from zero just like everybody else, except you're you've been harmed. Like you don't really know how to be in the world. So I'm proud of any kid that did that that is like making it today, dude. Definitely. Yeah. Like yeah. rock the fuck on. Yeah. But sitting there in my shoes, I was like, I don't know if my parents if I Jamie told me I will get in trouble if I ask my parents directly about this. She's told me basically she has the power of attorney to speak for them and they will cut me off. And if I bring it up, she will make my life worse than, you know, the compulsive masturbator kids. And I mean, you know, and, uh, and then she probably would set about working on them to make sure that what she said was true. And like, she might've been able to get it done. Well, exactly. I didn't want to find out. And maybe yeah. I didn't want to get yeah. hurt by fully pushing it and, and pushing it to the, them saying unequivocally, like, no, we side with evil Jamie knowing everything you've told us. Maybe I didn't want to push it because I was scared at having to feel that hurt. 
you know? And it's not like I got treated that badly as we've established comparatively. So instead, I do remember one visit, I was low-key testing. In the guise of telling a story that was maybe funny, I told my parents about the first World War III, like the most hardcore exercise night of all time. Yeah. You know, how kids are throwing up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Trying to see if there was any glimmers of horror in their eyes. And they were just like, yeah, sounds like it was a pretty rough night, huh? You know. You guys need some discipline, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not like I could be like, and then he hit me with the nightstick or whatever. It's just like we had to run up and down a hill a lot. But they just, they had such a good understanding <laughs> of what was going to be like, wreck the fucking kid without being able to be a story that you could easily tell to a parent exactly and they they grease the parents to be skeptical of their own kids by saying like remember they're they don't want to be here not they're, that hard a job they're gonna manipulate manipulate you i mean you're, you're walking in a situation where there's already just so much mistrust in that relationship yeah i mean no kid arrives at excel having a trusting relationship with his parents exactly so it's pretty easy pickings you know real fish in a barrel situation exactly uh exactly. and they were able to catch those fish that were in that barrel exactly yeah. So I just, yeah, it, it was like, uh, I did not, I, for once I had like not done drugs for long enough <laughs> that I had like a full executive function that could think long-term. And I was like, I'm pretty, the way your parents are talking, if you do this year, they will literally pay for you to go to college versus like, possibly you will get fucked up, maybe arrested and like declared incompetent. Cause Jamie's at this point still got it like she never got someone declared incompetent but she intimated that she could yeah and then you looked at her ability to get people taken to jail and the fact that she employed sheriff's officers yeah in, like she told uniform. one dude that like if he kept acting up that he was going to be in jail and you're like jail that's not how jails work and then like it happened yeah and i don't think we've so. ever made this clear to the audience every single these cops i don't know about every single time they were in uniform yeah. Almost always. Yeah. So it's like, you didn't have to speculate much. And she's like, we will get you. A cop will tell a judge that you are crazy. We run a school for crazy kids. I don't care that you're 18. Your parents don't care that you're 18. I mean, like this was stuff she said to other kids. Like yeah. I didn't get the full, I didn't, no one at Excel knew how fucking crazy I was before Excel. Like they didn't care. Like, unless you were presenting issues. Yeah. Like, I think they knew I ran away from a program or whatever but because like kind of going into excel i was like i'm not running anymore like, i'm just gonna like get through a program because they seem to be getting worse <laughs> like yeah you know like let's just don't want to find out what the next one yeah, is. yeah yeah like well my educational consultant told me he's like i know you run away like i'm telling you you know it there's a place in jamaica you may have heard about it we're not going to send you there yet but if you yeah. try it like I might send you to a wilderness. I might send you to Jamaica. And that was like with my parents and they weren't like, yeah, but yeah. they were just like, we would like you to go to Excel. Like that's, Dark that's, stuff. that's the plan. Yeah. So I was like, I believe these people that there are worse options, believe it or not, than Excel. And I am kind of, you know, I don't know what would have happened if I had pushed it and been like, I'm fucking out of here, you know, but I am grateful that my parents paid for my college, dude. I mean, that's a huge fucking leg up in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't think, you know, it's not like they ever said you have to be at Excel to get that. It was Jamie positing it as a quid pro quo and making me like question how it turned out. My parents have supported me like at every turn, you know, since Excel, basically every time I've asked. So I really can't, you know, fault them for any of it. Let's it's have just, them on. <laughs> I don't think they're really, I don't think they know this podcast exists. 
If they do, they I don't read the observer. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but I think we've been pretty even handed about it. It's a painful subject for parents, you know, I minor no exception. Yeah, no, it's not like it was easy for them. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. But I definitely, in my attempts to talk to them about it, like on different levels, uh, have not been so rewarding that I want to keep doing that. So from the orthodontist office, there's two things that stick out real big time. Yeah. Specific memories. Really, one is like kind of a general memory. One, there was a time, I don't know, this, this is very like, you must think the strippers like you kind of thing. Dude, Alita and I, like, I'm not saying, I wasn't trying to fuck the strippers. <laughs> I'm dude. not trying, I don't say that to attack you. It was a, a common, they platonically liked me. I, I, when I said you, I didn't mean you. I think that's my brand, dude. The nice guy in the strip club. Okay. <laughs> you understand the general concept. I'm confident. Yeah, yeah. That's when what I was referring to. you were kind to. of implying that I was falling folly to. No. Uh, well, I'm just, it's a, this is separate. I'm not trying to continue yeah, yeah, that yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think I'm going to let it go unchallenged, dude? And uh, well, I just did, uh, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <dude. laughs> um, so uh, there was one of the hygienists, like, I had started having a, like, thought in my head of, like, this lady's brushing her tits on me a lot. Good Lord, dude. Good Lord. And I'm Good like, Lord. I'm like, I'm, surely this, like, my heart is pounding. Woman dude. in her thirties is not trying to come on to a high school student who showed up with a staff See, member dude, and two I other was kids. As arrogant as Jamie thought I was, sometimes I fully I was like, she definitely wants it, but on the one percent chance, or if we get caught, I'll just get in so much trouble. But like it just I also kept thought that happening, it, dude. I mean, they do. They do. And like every time I'd be like, culture, dude. Surely this isn't like. I, it's just in my head that this is uh, escalating in aggressiveness. But then there'd be something else to be like, no, it's like she would do something where it's like it's escalating in aggressiveness. Like, yeah, dude. And just she was being very friendly throughout like the entire visit. You Service know, with a smile. And Service it, like, for the smile. All of it was just like, what's going on here? So this is what one time, like one day. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. And I've, wow. I mean, I just I've never felt more alive. I hope you had a five minute shower that night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this sustained like months of showers where it was just like it's like three minute two minute i don't give a and fuck like, dude like i just i still <laughs> wonder what was going on like you think she was trying to smash dude there i don't know a, a i mean like you could about that there's plenty of things that like are in between like sometimes people are just looking to have a thrilling experience yeah, yeah you know yeah, like yeah. just that yeah yeah like you know whatever well i bit that same hygienist maybe i i did an excel visit bit a hygienist and I'm wondering if it was like the same freak out, dude. You know, <laughs> the same reason I, the way I, I mean, freaked out on the you jerk have off No, it was a dentist, I guess, not yeah. hygienist. But I mean, you know, there's plenty of that. Yeah, I but didn't I, bite. I, just, I do. To this day, I wonder if like I was interpreting the signals correctly, or if like she's just a nice person who like was trying to do the orthodontic know, work man. and like you know, they get in the way. I they don't know. say statistically. Men overinterpret friendliness to be romantic. Yeah, sexual yeah. Interest. No, no I, I think you, that's obviously do true. You, is your filter overinterpreting? I mean, I, I think that everyone's does. I think, uh, yeah. No, I, I don't, dude. I think there it has to be. Some people interpret it too much. Some people interpret it not enough, dude. Like it can't be everyone's exactly the same. Have you ever missed signals from a woman? I know I have, dude. Well, I don't know. Probably See not. that you can't no, say like, I don't. No, I don't. I, I, I don't think so. Like you've gotten false positives, 
But have you gotten false negatives, dude? I think, I, I know I've gotten I've, false negatives. No, I, I think that like just pretty much every time. Dude, no coming out of Excel, I don't think they're just. Well, dude, coming out of Excel, I was, I was like, correct. I feel like Jamie fucked everything up. So I was like, and I, now I don't like. I'm sure I made women feel awkward, but again, like I will say, there's it, definitely not, no time. Like the, no the thing Ray that you like see depicted in media of like so, like the girls. Like her friend coming back around being like, you know she's into you, right? That's definitely never happened. Oh. That's happened. Well, I'm not trying to brag, dude. But. Hey, it's okay, dude. Well, dude, I didn't really understand how to deal with women coming out of Excel because oh, I, yeah. I missed no, of course not. the like socialization period. Yeah. So it was like a weird adjustment period. I think I've talked about like I, I went to Rocky Horror Picture Show with some chick and I was just like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. Yeah. Like. I didn't even know I was supposed to tell her I was leaving her. I mean, I'm sure if I had thought about it or something, but like it was like all very push pull like that. So I did do the hygienist was messing with me too much. I think I was nervous. And she was like, bite down. And I fucking chomped her. I broke through the rubber glove and her skin. Really? Yeah, yeah. So wow. if she was a deviant, like that could have been a blood uh, transfusion because my mouth was definitely bleeding. You know, she, they were going to town on me. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, deal, dude that, that's, that's all, how I got AIDS. No, I mean, that would I, it occurred to me because it was like, you know, child of the 90s, that kid that they talked. Yeah. We talked about that after the episode, the last one. Yeah, I think his name was Ryan. Yeah. He's from Indiana. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I was like, well, if so. I mean, this woman does seem perverted. But, you know. But yeah, so I just, that, I, dude, I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not I ready to say you were wrong. Dude. Continue to wonder. That's what I'm saying. If you're still thinking about it. Because it's insane to well, think dude, that someone's like, you know. But did you think that about every time you went on a visit? The only time I thought about it was that time. I mean, like, were tits ever rubbed on you in any other visit? Not that I can recall. Okay, so maybe it was just tits equals you think it's interest. But like, it just kept happening. Well, I definitely think some of those ladies do not take pains to not do it like they're just like look they are what they are yeah i'm here to work you know? whatever fucking yeah, yeah, get yeah. over it yeah, yeah yeah like my knee might touch you too like, i feel, deal with it exactly like it's almost like i often feel like back when i used to get haircuts uh it was like a hairdresser who she's probably had a couple kids dude these things are huge you know she's she's kind of earthy about it you know mm -hmm. what i mean like she's Maybe it's a little titillating. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're not sure what's going on. Maybe she's not sure what's going on. No one's complaining. So it keeps happening. You know what I mean? Because I definitely, it's like an intimate act. Like both of them. Like you're yeah. supine or like vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You got titties coming at you, dude. Like it's like that's bringing up a lot of weird associations. Like for sure. But it's just yeah. always like the, I like. I might go to the dentist after this. I'm episode, just letting dude. you know that the vibe, like, like I, yeah, it's possible I was misinterpreting. I've I'm not, always been I'm not ready open to, to that idea, are, but I'm just saying that, like, there, the part of you that's like not going off logical information, the part of you that's like, I know how this feels, like a hundred percent. That was unquestionable. It felt to me like she was coming on to me. Fuck yeah! And dude. so I'm just saying, like, I just I've always wondered about like. Is there this woman who like is dealing with fucking high school kids with braces? Yeah, you're just, right, like, dude. Is just looking to fuck around and find out occasionally. Like that's dude, honestly like just thinking about this lady that's like just like uh, trying to run through Conroe High School, bro. This is so fucked up. I'm like thinking about you're so right, dude. And that is like bad. Like she shouldn't be allowed to do that. I mean, it does get different with like a kid who's a grown man. 
I think some grown-ups have braces. Yeah, you know, whatever. No, but I mean, I feel like there's it's all spectrum, right? Like yeah. so, like, and dude, I'm saying this is fucked up because okay, my fucking sexual issues came at the hands of a woman, dude. And I'm sitting here when you're like, maybe she is raping kids. My response was in a not ironic, enthusiastic, fuck yeah. <laughs> like when you say, you're like, maybe that, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like that's kind of fucked up, dude. You know what I mean? That's just a lot to unpack. That's, I'm just, that's a weird moment of catching myself being like, I was a little too chipper about that. Uh, yeah. You know? Uh, no, I understand. I mean, you know, like, uh, I, I don't have the conflict you know like i just like, yeah i'm saying that's yeah. weird that me of all people like you know while we're on the subject yeah i'm gonna no, withdraw if, that fuck yeah if uh if doug had not been in the waiting room and it had been more clear i you know i think that would have been a great day you would have been so what would your move have been like there wouldn't just have been like one. the titties in your face and you lean into it a little more as like, like an that. adult i don't know how it would have gone from like what's the, the chair to her car i mean no you don't I mean, you may get up from the chair, but it's happening in the dentist room, obviously. I mean, it's like, like an open air thing. Like there's like what? three chairs in that room. So Doug's in the room with you? Like it's kind of like a half wall. Oh, okay. It's oh, an open tough. dentist. Okay, okay, it's an okay. open orthodontist office. Well, that's a step in the right direction with these predatory fucking, you know, hygienists out there. Yeah, yeah. It's like the kitchens where you can see them cook. It's like nose spitting probably. Yeah. So that's, that's, good. So that's what I'm saying. I applaud this development. You know, like I don't know how... Like, a, there's not a move that, as, as like an adult, well, you uh, could move her hand I would down not have been bit. able to figure out. Be like, I think you dropped a fucking scraper. Uh, I, you know I would saying? never, under any circumstance, do that. I mean, obviously, you didn't. Yeah. You know, but um, can you imagine? Yes, yeah, so that was that's something that I, I continue. Every, like, <laughs> every six months, I'll be like, I wonder if she was a sexual deviant attempting to she commit statutory rape. Was, was And how did it work out for her in the other times? I mean, I haven't read anything about this predatory woman. I don't think that would be in the news. Dude, if you got jerked off at the dentist, like, I would knock my teeth out by the next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know the whole school would be like those tribes in Africa that, like, none of them yeah. have <laughs> Yeah, damn, dude, that's funny, man. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, <coughs> they always had like the light rock station, yeah, um, playing. So I appreciated the opportunities. It always was, to listen yeah, because it was, it was, it was kind of the oldies vibe, but it was oldies plus. You know, it was oldies yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like you know, they played you too. That's awesome, dude. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't want to be flipping about those. I appreciate and, yeah, it every single time. I got that's what that. I was looking forward to. Yeah, that's. I was be. like, they're going to play it the entire time. I'm going to be in there for like a half hour, forty five minutes. It's like a span. In the bank course of, of that forty five minutes, I'm going to hear something that I do really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just like random luck or like if that station actually did play this like once, like on the hour. Uh huh. Um, but to this day, I, I might say the song that like gets me the most emotional. If not, it's like top five. Uh, -huh. uh it's because I heard it every single time I went to the orthodontist and I was associating with like, oh, I'm free, dude. Like yeah, I'm yeah. amongst the people. There's a sporting news, uh, that I can read oh, as I'm waiting. Okay. Like, it's just like, this is the, the life that I know so badly that I want, that I spend every waking moment yearning for. I'm living that life in a small way right now in this orthodontist office. It's that's like being mindful, dude. 
It's like uh, yeah. my, uh, applied mindfulness. It's uh, and so the song that is the soundtrack for me is uh, "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman. Holy shit, dude! When I hear that, it fucks me up. I mean, I'm like, I'm I'm finally free. Like, cause the the, so, the first the of all, subject you have, like, of the song, working ears and a heart. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah. I mean that context just. But like it. that's the the song oh. itself. The subject matter is like yearning for a better life. No, I know, dude. Yeah. I mean that. I specifically remember that was, I think, in the Kazaa downloads on that kid's oh, yeah? laptop. Yeah. God, what a weird thing for him to grab, but yeah, fair dude. enough. I he mean, you know, it's in my Apple Music <laughs> library. Well, I, because I want to say it was either there or like. I could certainly give you a rundown of my ratings of the performances available on YouTube. Because it was definitely like a a wave file the that Oakland I had. Was the top one. What one? Uh, for some reason, she did a show at the Oakland Coliseum. Oh, okay. Like she's, she's from Oakland. She's going I think. to the. I no, I think she's from like the Northeast. I think like oh, really? Connecticut or something. Oh, okay. I she has the vibe of like that. Oakland Coffee House. Absolutely. I, I mean, she's yeah. connecting with the city of Oakland. Obviously, in this yeah, performance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All I remember is like the first time I heard it was either like in the dorm on my laptop or in my college dorm on my laptop. But either way, that laptop was loaded with like Excel Kazaa songs. Mm -hmm. uh, and because it, it's not like because oh Trinity had the album at their library oh nice and i was like this is that fucking song dude i'm gonna hit this up yeah uh because that song is so fucking good dude it hit me so hard the first i was like it was either at or post excel the first time i ever heard it when i got to college i i think that like at least that i knew of because I, I don't think was like operate was you know over. how those things yeah, would yeah, like yeah. go bad it, it, yeah it was like a quick yeah, yeah. Um, and so whenever I got there, I don't even remember how I found, I don't know if I found it myself on the internet or someone at the school was like, Hey, have you heard of this? But there was a thing where if you were on a local network with someone yeah, without dude, permission, you could like go in, but like you, there was on iTunes, you could listen, but there but was the program you could, you download? could download. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did that uh, too. and the way that it worked is if you were at college yeah. and like plugged into the network, yeah. it was everyone on the entire campus you of could the like college. see whose library it was yeah yeah so you could be like oh it's tc fleming one two one two that guy i fuck with that guy's music yeah you know and yeah yeah that was sick dude. like there's a kid down the thing that uh fucking like was in a band and like yeah. he had his shit oh on that's there. cool dude and like i grabbed it i don't think he knows to this day oh, really and like all this is pretty good stuff yeah, uh, yeah. i like it yeah, yeah. You know, they should have kept going I remember I met a kid at a party where I was like, you're fucking Dunk Master T? Like, yeah. that was his real Hell name. Hell yeah. yeah. I was like, you have the sickest library. Like, yeah, yeah. it was like the most complete library of music, like rap music in particular. Uh, and we like ended up, he was like, do you smoke weed, dude? I was like, yes. Like, I do. And like, because the it was like download speeds were still not great. And like, we had moved off campus at that point. But we went to, he was like, come to the crib, dude. Bring a USB drive. We'll smoke a blunt, dude. And we just like smoked weed and exchanged like fucking MP3s. That's great. Like, Where's he now? I, I Googled him randomly. Yeah. Like, within the past like two or three years. Yeah. Dunk Master T. Yeah. I didn't Google Dunk Master T, but he was cool, dude. He, uh, I think he's a social worker or something. Nice. Uh, like something with like kids. Yeah. yeah. Or like a teacher or something. Big ups. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. He's, I bet he's good at it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, dude, that, that, was, that was like a spirit of community, man. That was like a very... I liked it. The internet can be what these fucking nerds say it can be. Yeah. You know, before even like Facebook was out really, you know, pretty tight. I mean, it, it was, yeah. If Facebook was out, you could have put on Facebook, check out my iTunes on this link. And that would have been cool for people with good iTunes, I think, in a dorm community. Yeah. That'd be like a status seeking 
thing to do. Yeah, no, I like I I don't know. Uh, Facebook's always weird, just because like I I did ride like the early wave. Like, I loved it, dude. Whenever I first got out of Excel, like uh, I don't even remember. I think that they I think that they oh, like so, oh shit gave yeah. everyone like the like you know you got registered an email address yeah for like the school with an edu and yeah udallas.edu yeah uh and then like there was some kids that like uh i don't know like emailed everyone you know like just the group it was uh -huh. like yo what's up and there was like a email chain and someone was like you know we should just do this on facebook so before i arrived at school like oh, when they're just shit. like in the summer beforehand like yeah, yeah, sending yeah, shit yeah. back and forth because be because they'd send us this published email list of all the students so it's like a listserv almost kind of i'm not exact i've heard that word used a lot it's my impression it's like a list of people that email each other okay and <laughs> yes yeah 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 um and so yeah i i had a, a facebook account before i attended a single college Did you have class. facebook at excel no oh, okay i mean it was within like a month damn i so i'd like straddled like because you know i came out two years earlier so facebook did not hit trinity like initially but it hit it early enough like it's a uh you know it went like harvard then the stanford then like good ivy league schools then the rest of them like i just like, think there's a different experience for people in the world who remember the outrage about the existence of the news feed I remember that, dude. People that was the hated talk of the campus, news feed. Dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like they got to go back. Like, yeah. they take this shit out of here. It's yeah, too yeah, invasive. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. People were pissed, dude. I specifically remember I was sitting in, because I was senior by that point, sitting with my, in a house full of like seven dudes. And it took me aback that somebody brought it up. As, like, this guy was just like, So, what y'all think about the new Facebook? Like, yeah. I was like, Holy shit, dude. Like, this is like, and everyone jumped in. Like, yeah, and I was like, dude, this thing is fucking important, you know? What yeah, I mean? and like, it's weird because at the time, my certainly my <coughs> reaction was, it's change. People always hate change. Change yeah, is not actually bad. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I a very mean, Excel thing. When we got our clothes taken away at Excel, that was like the theme of every life skills or twelve step meeting or whatever. And it actually, it's they were out. constantly trying to tell you actually it's fine that we're doing this. And yeah, yeah, one of the yeah. ways that they did that was to be like, you know gotta adapt to change yeah, and like yeah, yeah. i do you know i'm like I, not everything he said was wrong yeah uh, but so that was my reaction um and it's weird because now like looking back like i don't know we probably would be better off like as an entire society if they had not done that so it's hard to even think about what it would look like dude and just like that that initial challenge to your privacy because that was the thing that i remember people complaining about is that wow. like now their activity that they had putatively thought of as private was visible to everyone and not just visible because it was visible before. Like, like if promoted. you went, if you wanted to try and like track down like who had written on whose wall, I like guess you'd have you to be could. psycho though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it is a public action, you know, but like yeah, it's yeah, a public yeah. action that you have a reasonable expectation that very few people will actually observe. And then they're taking it out of that and being like, now all these public actions, like we're putting them in a place or, and we're driving everyone else to see it. Dude. And people reacted to that of like, this is my privacy. Like you're coming into like my digital house and like looking at the shit I'm doing. Can you imagine when our fucking web results finally leak? Like the level of like that kind of like privacy invasion that people are going to feel? Yeah. Like... People being like, but it was, it was just interesting to watch people have that initial that, but then they like got over it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I we, mean, Facebook like, tweaked too, but they did basically get over it. Like no one I knew deleted their account then. Well, but what I think would also part of getting over it is you just change your actual risk calculus because it only takes certainly, one time where it's like certainly. the newsfeed is like, Alex wrote on this girl's wall six times. Yeah. You're like, oh, when you put it that way, yeah. I guess I'll do that less now. Like, yeah. not that I ever, dude, they write on my wall. Come on now. <laughs> but, uh, like, um, dude, she wrote on mine seven times. I just replied, but the newsfeed made it seem weird. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You could delete walls back then. So remember when you could delete everything on the wall? Because it was supposed to mimic. Uh, Can you not now? No, like it was supposed to mimic a whiteboard in a college dorm room. Oh, okay. So it was like a graffiti space. Yeah. So you, you could delete clear things other people wrote. Well, I th I'm saying, I, I, can you not still do that now? I don't think so. Like, I don't know how, <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. It's been a long time, but. I think you can hide comments this, and stuff. This was like, oh no, but I'm saying I could go to your wall and erase everything anyone had ever written. And oh. write, fuck you, TC. Oh, Like back okay. when it was just a big block of text. Yeah. Like you couldn't do pictures or anything. Yeah. So when they first made it so you could get with other schools, mm -hmm. uh, whoever was the quarterback at A&M that time, like at that time, like mm -hmm. 2005 to 2007, I guess. Reggie McNeil. Yeah. I think that is who it was. Uh, one of my boys uh, erased this whole wall and just wrote <laughs> like, you are not good at football. <laughs> and that, and that They're right, it. dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he, Reggie caught it and like blocked him or whatever, like very quickly. But you could still do that. I mean, he internalized the message, though. I'm sure. I think that's probably what did it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was quickly, like, reverted. And it's not like Reggie had a social media team at that point. No. Which means he had to fucking deal with that. Pretty funny when you think about it. But I don't know what happened to him. Uh, Yeah, I, th I think he drank a lot. No, that's, that's too bad. Yeah. That's why. I, probably. Could I, be wrong about I, that. I was friends with some bullies. So they may have sensed that he was, like, in turmoil. You know, like no, I think it's just, I mean, A&M quarterback, you got to make fun of anyone associated with the University of A&M. I think that's a good policy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm assuming these guys are from Texas. They probably had to grow up with Aggies like I did. They know what it's like. Yeah, but see, that's why it was a little weird. Like, they weren't like super partisan football guys. It was just like a random You day. wouldn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. A&M well, kids are annoying. I agree with like, that. Like, they're exceptionally annoying. Yeah, it's all very... I don't have a word for it. Like just the kids in elementary school that hadn't gone to A&M yet, but Knew aspired to, to. Yeah, and like yeah, their yeah. parents did. Like, there are kids at Excel who were a He's a very specific like personality that. type. Yeah, I yeah, remember that. And a little weird. Not good. Yeah. Kurt Vonnegut has some word for like people who, uh, it's like a, a type of group that people think is important. And you like, and I remember he used like the University of Indiana as an example where he's like, People will think this means you're connected because you both went to this, but it he called it, he made up some word for it. Yeah. But I actually feel like it doesn't apply like to AM people like that. Like it's not a random thing. Oh, I live in Texas, so I went here. It's like it's a self-selecting culture. Sometimes. I mean, it's so large that there are plenty of people that went well, yeah, there randomly. Dude. But I you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I mean, like I'm talking about you know who I'm talking about. I do, I do. Like, but yeah, it's yeah. it's like like University of Dallas is a self selecting culture. But when I selected it, I didn't understand the implications of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that plenty of people have that A and M experience. Yeah, also, I like so, you know, too, yeah. I know some fucking like dirtbags like me that just happen to go there. Right. Exactly. Me too. But yeah, yeah. For the average, the distinction is so clear. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I, it's not important to me. Yeah, if you're yeah getting yeah. it twisted. But if you are at all familiar with it. Anyone listening who knows me who went to AM, I'm so far from worried about them thinking I'm talking about them. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah.
Um, so do you do you want to like uh you want to stop and do another episode or you want to do like twenty more minutes and call it good for the day? It's an interesting way to phrase the choice. I feel like if I I'm kind of like let's I would rather take a break and do an episode than do okay. another twenty. I like doing episodes though. Cool. You know?